usual. And I figure today we knocked this BMF shit out, nigga, and then fucking Patreon shit Wednesday, dog. Because I don't even like talking about these shits the same, bro. And BMF is, is starting to fall below all the powers to me now. I know something about you. You went to Cranbrook. That's a private school. That's fucked up that that was a diss. Yeah. Um, well, they sent me some shit to the crib. They wanted me to go there and shit. And I was all for it until I found out, like, um, there was, like, a campus. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not uh, leaving mommy and daddy. Like, I was not leaving. Y'all want me to? <laughs> y'all want me to live somewhere else? Fuck out of hey, here! Hey, hey. <laughs> and you could get this in a rap song. You niggas, niggas trying to? You niggas trying to get me out the paint? Y'all trying to? <laughs> you know what? My mom, my parents, bless their heart. Uh-huh. Uh They should not have listened to me and my brother. They wanted to move out the hood <laughs> About and move all y'all decisions. And shit. <laughs> 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 oh, that's all that gentle parenting shit. Or trying to involve kids in important decisions, nigga. No. Y'all yeah. should have moved us out yeah. the hood and went to worry. Then you should have made me go to Cranbrook too. <laughs> Jay was like, What she tell Tay Diggs? I can't be your soft place to land. <laughs> I can't be your soft place to parent. Fuck that. Alright, man. You know what, dog? I forgot to do this shit. Um Cause it's been a few weeks, man, but fuck it, we gonna get busy, dog. <laughs> She went for like 80 bars in this first verse. Goddamn. What a dollar is that? Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 282 of This Week in Culture. I'm your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. One Half of the Culture. And I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, One Half of the Culture, One Half of Everything. And I know what you're thinking. Finally. Daddy's spending time with me. Yes. <clears throat> and this week, we bring to you the episode three review of BMF. Um, before we get into that, I want to thank the listeners, the supporters. want to thank the real niggas who signed up for that Patreon last week. Surprise. Um, 
It's really surprising. Really appreciate y'all, man. Uh, really do, man. We and we got some dope feedback about like uh, one of the homies told us on Twitter, like, yo, listening to that Mayor of Kingstown review made me want to go back and watch that motherfucker. Like, y'all niggas made that shit sound so fire. And that's what we plan to do over there, dog. Yo, shout out to y'all watching on video. Uh, I'm not 100% sure where Well I know where this is going By the way uh, <laughs> But I don't know what I'm going to do with it tomorrow Yeah But man. shout out to y'all You feel me Hey man I figure You know We, we going to keep that content coming for y'all on Patreon But Thought about this shit after we left last week yo. BMF going to have to step the fuck up Cause right now <laughs> I like this episode dog Dog I hated this episode I liked it This might be the worst episode in the history of BMF to me dog It's been worse it probably has, but this one, a lot of shit happened, but it, I don't, we gonna get to it, dog. Um, before we get into all that, man, uh, shit, let's get through some cultural shit real quick. Um, Shannon Sharp tried to fight John Morant Daddy. That's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> That's not what happened. That nigga bro. tried to beat up John Morant Daddy at the Laker game, bro. No, man. Um. Got into it with Dylan Brooks, little back and forth. Yeah, I don't like. I I don't know the the correct terminology, but they did not have an altercation. No one like it was a verbal sparring session. Yeah, yeah. really, it like yo. I thought it was kind of uncalled for on Dylan Brooks' side. I think he was in his feelings because he is. Shannon been basically saying that y'all I ain't want nothing to be talking so much shit that y'all be talking. Yeah, and because y'all literally have. Yeah. First round of the playoffs, maybe, or like second round of the playoffs. I got second round last year. Lost to the Warriors. Like y'all, y'all yeah. haven't y'all haven't done anything. And he be saying that often. Yeah, you feel me? And um, at the game, we're like, yo, you too small for LeBron. Yeah, fuck you. Yo, hey, my nigga. <laughs> like, might be too small for Shannon too, dog. Like, <laughs> like relax. You know, it's not a little nigga, dog. And you know, I think when uh, grown men try to take up for grown men, because like, why do other people need to walk over there? Yeah, like yeah. that nigga said, "Fuck you, fuck you." That's it. Fair. Y'all don't gotta come. The the team doesn't have to come in between. Out of all this stuff that happened, yeah, I got one request. Okay, I want Team Rant to sit the fuck down. No, I want him to sit the fuck no. down every fucking game. Like you, not the star. I want Team Rant to admit he usher daddy. <laughs> That's what I want him to do. Like he, like you, these people not your friends. These celebrities, like, sit down somewhere. He loving it. No, I'm not gonna tell that nigga sit down and parent. <laughs> Shut up and parent. <laughs> no, the parent. And, I'm saying stop. You not the celebrity. They be on him though. They Ooh. be on him. You be he be down there slapping five and being cool. Like, they love him. This same shit. Bron do at Bronny games. Nigga be all up and down the court Lebron Chill ass down Lebron, Lebron is an actual celebrity I don't give a fuck Sit down You at the game Show son shit Why you there shooting hoops You in the layup line Sit down nigga I want T. Morant to sit the fuck down I ain't asking T. Morant to do shit But it meant he ushered father Outside of that um, <laughs> I don't care You be out there with the, with the little cup in your hand Like uh, I get it Yeah uh, Father, dad, the whole nine yards But you know you not the celebrity They not here for you He famous now he yeah. a famous lookalike for one, for two. His son is becoming one of the biggest stars in the league. If not, he already up there with them like top three, four niggas, dog. So he out here now, man. No, sit down. Yeah, LeBron, Mama was doing this shit till she fucked Delonte. She was out here. 
She would be at the games, but she not in the, she not hugging everybody that walks past. She was in the locker room. Opposing teams. <laughs> <laughs> she was fucking Delonte when he was with Celtics. She was fucking with rivals. I don't, I don't like it. Rival three one three, dog. What else happened this past week, man? I don't like it. Um, yo, I do I, want y'all to stop acting like Stephen Adams and some fucking enforcer. Don't make a fuck about Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams versus Shannon Sharp. Who win it? Everybody versus Stephen Adams. <laughs> is, they somebody uploaded a clip of niggas super disrespecting Stephen. No one's afraid of Aquaman. <laughs> they got some tattoos and like, I think he fucking. Fuck out of here So we just was talking about it And now I'm starting to see More shit It's funny how you say something And then shit be everywhere Apparently niggas think Damar Hamlin wasn't at the Buffalo Bills game yesterday I can't confirm They think it was a clone I mean They think it was a clone Here's the thing I can't confirm it wasn't a clone But I also can't confirm That I ever had that thought Till y'all niggas start Saying this shit on Twitter They won't show his face Nigga, it's 20 degrees. Fuck that. I got a... He got a camera, man. No, no, no. Fuck Inside that. the studio. I'm going to tell you why. Because you niggas be at fucking uh, Jay Alexander's eating with your damn Pooh Shiesty mask on. And y'all don't show y'all face neither. Y'all eating whole wings with your Shiesty on, nigga. So if DeMar Hamlin is out there in 20 degrees in Buffalo when it's snowing with his Shiesty on and he don't want to take it off, fuck y'all. He ain't got to take it off, dog. That nigga was inside. Fuck that It's cold in there nigga And what's so funny The crispy camera view Inside is him From the back Pause Yeah And the one from the front Is from an iPhone 6 Yeah yeah. That's how it is nigga It's interesting Yeah keep y'all cameras off me Nigga I ain't here to be seen He the most famous nigga In Buffalo right now And because they got their ass beat yesterday He probably the only Famous nigga in Buffalo Right now So they hate the rest Of them niggas So fuck that Damar Hamlin Hold your head Keep recovering Fuck these little Twitter Uh Fucking weird, crazy people that's out here talking about y'all niggas is fake and you in there in a fucking, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why when that nigga walked in a, uh, in the arena, the NFL page said shiesty in the building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate Twitter, dog. Um, what else going on in the fucking world this week, yo? Yo, we're going to talk about it when we get to BMF. We got a lot of voice notes on BMF, too, randomly. But um, I don't like the hate that they be giving Charles, dog. Like, I get he, like, a cheap kind of... I don't even want to call him cheap. He's just like a weird dad. I get it. Nigga's a little over-strict. A little... I get it. But they be coming at this nigga like he like the worst husband in the world. And I'm not understanding where Lucille is a good wife. I don't, I don't understand either. I'm not seeing it. She mismanaging the money. Y'all clearly don't remember season one. They, she wasn't paying the mortgage out this bitch. Uh, she don't got the better of the two jobs. That nigga worked four jobs, nigga. That's a big thing. He played guitar at the church. Guitar, man. He fixing people's ceiling fans and, and drywalls and shit. You trying to fix some drywalls <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Nigga definitely got that drywall fixed. Um, He out here driving cars, got his son driving cars, then found a white chick from the plant to drive cars, and then he worked the plant. What else you want from Charles, dog? Like, my nigga barely got time to sleep. He got five jobs. Now y'all want that nigga to be Ronnie Romance, too. Man. I'm trying to find this clip. Um, and you can, de- so we can determine which one is uh, is his wife. Uh, I'm looking for this clip from Nuri Muhammad. It's on my Instagram page somewhere. Uh-huh. Apparently, I post a lot. Well, <laughs> actually, I don't actually. But this at the, where the fuck is this video at, man? 
uh, about the woman, the one person that you choose to marry is one of them. Was the most important uh, decision that you make in your life. I respect that. And uh, he gave some 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 good wisdom, but I, I just got to find this video clip. Uh, but it could be your better half or some shit. I don't know. I'll edit this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, some shit I don't know is funny as fuck. Yo. I don't really love uh, that whole P. Diddy shit they did with the Young Miami shit. Like, I wasn't really, I ain't like that moment. I ain't like it for nobody. Cause she ain't say Diddy was peeing on her. She said she liked to get peed on. I mean, I get it. But and she like, like making this shit famous. They at the club with fucking uh, De Leon and We Love Golden Showers and shit. Like, that's not what he want his drink to be connected to, dog. Like, don't put my tequila next to the fucking uh, golden shower sign, bro. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, I mean, it's also some information I, I just don't need to know. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like everything just shouldn't be live on the internet. Um, DJ Muster wife won 80K a month in child support for their three kids. Where she stay at? It's a lot of money, dog. <laughs> Where they stay at? Um, L.A. Oh. But yeah. you know what's wild? She won 80K a month and... Uh, she want to split custody 50-50. That's not how it works. <laughs> that ain't how that work at all. Like, well, it's 50-50. You don't no, you can't get 80 pins, dog. Like, sorry, bro. If I got to have these little niggas three and a half days a week, too, fuck out of here, nigga. You are not getting 80,000. I mean, that's a lot of fucking money. But then she went on a... Uh... Oh, hold on. Wait. Um, Who the fuck is Lyra Galore? Oh, why she went in on their business? She used to be with uh, Rick Ross. With Ross, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but still, while she went in on Mustard, Lyric Galore said... Um, she got a baby by somebody. I hope sis lives in L.A. That's so dirty. Not you had her sleeping on floors with you, and you gave her a hard time about all three of y'all kids. Kids are expensive. L.A. is a mommy state. Bitch, they gonna drag you in court. The gag is she, men Men don't bitch? be... Yeah. Damn. Talking to mustard, crazy. Um, the gag is men don't want be one the obligation of having kids twenty four seven. It don't be that people can't take care of their kids, but bitch, I'm taking care of the kids. A child must maintain their lifestyle in both homes. Nice. That's how it goes. <laughs> Why is she bringing up her situation? <laughs> like one, your nigga ain't paying you eighty k a month. He probably don't got that. Whoever you fucked. Two. That don't got shit to do with you. Stay out them people business, dog. And eighty k a month is not necessary for no kids. I don't, I don't like that whole. The children must maintain the lifestyle in both homes. You can maintain this life without eighty k a month, dog. You don't, oh, man. I don't, that's that's one of them. I can say what I say what I want to say on on the on the Patreon, on the Patreon, dog. Hey, man, you niggas want to know how we really feel on the Patreon? It's coming up, man. Uh, um, I did find that clip. Oh, you found that clip? Play yeah. that shit. Play that shit. I don't know if, 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 if people are aware of this, but the most important decision you will ever make in your life after choosing to believe in God is the mate you choose to spend the rest of your life with. Mm. Your mate will either inspire you to grow into your greatness or they'll confine you to complacency. Mm. They'll either be your other half or they'll make you half of yourself. 
The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, like, a good relationship will make you more youthful and bring out the best in you, and a bad one will age you prematurely and bring out the worst. So choose wisely. You know what? I don't know if, 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 if people are aware of So that. you think she bringing out the best in Charles, or is he half of himself? Oh, she's 100% not bringing out the best in Charles, dog. Um, she making whatever fault she has with him. She's making her faults because of his fault. Like, she using whatever fault she got with him as, like, a reason. Hey, here's why I'm not supportive as a wife, not submissive as a wife, not whatever as a wife. Because you... Oh, here's why I'm not like trying to be sexy with you, cause I found them damn dirty magazines in your guitar case. Hey, before you saw the magazines, I was touching you and asking you, could I play with it? And you wasn't giving me no run. <laughs> you was out here telling me, no, I'll go back to sleep. I gotta work in three hours. Whole time you just sat there woke. Your eyes was wide the fuck open at the end of that. Legs should have been wide. The fuck Come on now. Come on now. Talk to him. Man, look, let's get into some of these voice notes because we got a lot of BMF shit to cover. And I personally don't plan on being here all night with this BMF shit because, no, you niggas deserve better content. However, Patreon shit coming soon. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Thank you again for everybody who signed up for the Patreon. I just went to the Gmail. I'm seeing mad fucking Patreon love in there, dog. Y'all uh, niggas was active. It's uh, 38 of y'all. Y'all was active, man. And it's the first podcast we've actually released uh, that we can actually tell everybody. Yeah. Links in the in the description mm-hmm. and everything where if you want to uh, hear some of that white excellence. And, yeah. Um, y'all can go over there and shit. Right now it's just, a, you know, just a... Some extra pods. Yeah, uh, we recording video. Video's gonna be in there as well, and uh, we got a some other, uh, some more tears. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We gonna we gonna do a lot more tears. Um, we are going to give y'all a lot more content. But right now, with the extra pods being there and the video content being there, um, we gonna make sure that y'all get y'all five dollars worth for show. And then when the other tears come. Trust, we're not going to charge y'all for nothing, dog. We're going to make sure y'all get y'all shit. Or we might do like them OnlyFans hoes y'all paid and uh, charge you 20 and y'all know what's behind that motherfucker. And then you get over there and it be the same shit that's on the gram for free. You never know, dog. All right, man. Oh, shit. First fucking BMF voice note that's getting played is from the god AJ from across the pond. Oh, shit. He back. What's good, brothers? Your boy is finally back. I had to edit a coughing fit out of my voice note, so there might be a little audio bump at a certain point. Or maybe this is where the other Alex Robinson takes over. Peace and blessings to you all. AJ, man, we about to play this shit out this voice note, because damn it, nigga, we missed you out here, bro. Hope you feeling better, man. Trust me, I know what that, uh... Like, still having that lingering cough and all that shit feels like, man, it ain't great. But it's a sign that you're getting there, bro. So, fucking keep keep your shit up, man. And uh appreciate you writing in, nigga. Guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a big fat joint? What up, Pam? What up, Jay? <laughs> it is your boy, AJ. From across the pond. Back after quite a few weeks away and possibly the worst time of my entire life. Mm. Um, I'm not going to dwell on my illness, but um, I'll just say it got real dicey quite a few times, and I am extremely grateful to still be here on this earth, Um, and um, very glad to be back with the Twick family, and uh, 
make the most of every moment you can because you just never know. Mm. Um, first things first, uh, congratulations to you, Ant, uh, on the wedding news. Congrats, bro. Appreciate you, fam. And uh, yeah, can't wait to hear all the details that you choose to share with us um, about the plans and the big day when it finally arrives. Um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful news. Okay, before I get to BMF, and <laughs> it's coming. Um, <laughs> when I was in hospital, I hopped on board your wagon train and uh, took a trip to Montana and stayed with the good folks over at Yellowstone for quite a few weeks. And um, <laughs> I have to say, after watching all of Yellowstone, including the spinoffs, it's quite hard to come back to a show like BMF. See what I'm saying? This season particularly is absolutely fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the unintentionally funniest show on television right now. Um, and this episode in particular, it feels like they just filmed the rehearsal. It's as if they're saying these lines, they're discovering these lines for the first time in their lives. Uh, the writing is horrible. Uh, most of the acting is horrible. Not so much the legends like Steve Harris, but most of the other acting is horrible. Um, I think Meech was better before the acting classes. And who is his acting coach? Is it Tariq? Um, Tariq. Also, special mention to Lala, uh, who plays most of her scenes like she's in one of those softcore erotic films they used to show on cable all the time in the 90s. You know, she, she plays every scene like she's the, the horny, frustrated housewife who's waiting for the pool boy to arrive. That's exactly but it. But then again, I've never really seen anything else from her, so I don't know why I'm surprised. Um, and when you think that stars completely squandered their fall schedule, you know, their biggest franchise, the Power franchise, was completely off screen for the, entire, the entirety of the fall. They make us wait all this time, and then they come back with this, with this bullshit, um, I mean, I'm sure you're going to get some jokes off of this episode and the whole season, because let's face it, this shit is about as deep as a kiddie's paddling pool. So, yeah, I, I agree with what Rob said last week. I think, uh, I mean, I, I will carry on watching it just because, you know, if, if you take an edible before you watch it, you'll have an entertaining <laughs> time, because this shit is hilarious. Um, just before I go... Um, the BAFTA nominations, the British Academy film nominations came out this week, of which your boy AJ is a voting member. Thank you very much. Oh, um, shit. And uh, we managed to get nominations for uh, Miss Viola Davis for The Woman King. Uh, we got nominations for Gina Prince-Bythewood, Best Director, Angela Bassett, um, Best Supporting Actress for Black Panther. Uh, a couple of others too, so yeah, I'm quite happy with um, with the final shortlist. There, there were more nominations on the long list, but we, we got we got a good number through. So um, yeah, very happy about that. Just thought I'd keep you keep you up to date. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, health health permitting, I'll be back next week. Things are still a little bit rocky, um, but I'll be here as often as I can. And um, look forward to sharing some more uh, joke times with, uh, with all of you. Peace and love to the entire Twick family. 
uh, thank you for your good wishes when I was when I was uh, at death's door, and um, I'm out. Peace, everybody. AJ, man, we appreciate the update. Um, first and foremost, dog, continue focusing on your health. Man. Absolutely. Uh, you know we know how this shit can go, man. And uh, even toward the end of your voice note, you sound like me on them first couple pods back when I had uh, when I came back from COVID, man. Like I could hear it that you, you know, what I'm saying you getting there, dog. But it's still some work there. Glad you still here with us, though, bro. Absolutely. That's yeah. what make the most for us, man. Um, and shit, you, man. thank you for like. Calling in, you know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't have to use your breaths to talk to us, bro. So we really do appreciate that And I do want to know what's up with people, though. Yeah, you feel me? yeah. Like, and I don't want to be invasive. You don't know, yeah. like, you're on the other side of the country. Yeah. Know? Well, well is he, though? Is he, or is uh, he on the other side of the street? Right. Nigga, so my nigga might be down the street. Um, AJ, I do got another question for you, though. You know, all that health shit is cool. But I'm going to need to see your LinkedIn, brother, because how the <laughs> fuck you a voting member of the damn BAFTA? I mean, like, you out here, dog, and I, I didn't know you was. Out. You be at the Kendrick shows and the damn, you know what I'm saying? I think they said you was down in the Louvre, you know what I'm saying? Like, he all over the motherfucking map, and I really need to know what you do for a living, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, so uh, send your LinkedIn. Guess who's back? Oh, shit, my bad, my bad, my bad. Um, And keep getting well, man. Just keep focusing on your health. We will be here. Um. <laughs> want to address a couple of your bmf points real quick um we told y'all last fall that stars was fucking up momentum with the whole like drug franchise because we know bmf ain't power but it's all connected right for them to not have nothing all fall come back with that bmf documentary in december and then roll out from that documentary into the show i do feel like some steam came off the whole the whole train, dog. Like it, it just that drug train didn't really stay on the on the track like they had it going, man. I really feel like BMF is kind of giving me like it's kind of giving me like Power Tommy vibes, like where it's like I watch this, I enjoy it, but it's not moving me, dog. It's something I don't know. We only three into this season. Last year picked up a lot of steam, but. Through three, I'm I'm not really in love with it, dog. I'm just expecting. I kind of I said this last time, like for them to be smarter, and I'm expecting them to be like further on, mm-hmm. and still not like y'all still y'all getting little man in this yeah, bitch, yeah, you know. And it don't like, and we gonna get into it. We get to the review, but like even like the the vitriol that that nigga Detective Brian had at the end from each, it was and and shit. Some of the comments he made earlier, like. Oh, this is the reason he killing the city. He doing whatever he said. Like, Meech is the reason for the whole city being fucked. And I'm like, is, is he though? Or is it canine? You don't know this nigga? I'll get my drugs from him. Come on, nah. He the only nigga in the city with a Colombian plug. Come on, nah. We worried about Meech? Meech still a buyer. Like, come on, bro. What you think they gonna do when they get older? As far as, like, actors? Yeah. I think they're going to have to let Terry and Meech uh, grow their hair. But Lil Meech not going to look 35. No, nah, he not. But he will look a lot more like his dad if he grow them braids back, though. I was actually shocked because he looked so much like him with the braids. And I get it. Y'all going back to the 80s. He ain't have braids then, nigga. So it is what it is. But I was like, damn, dog. Hope he can grow that hair back quick, nigga. He don't got to grow hair back nowadays. I mean, next Shamar Morham. They want to um, But yeah I've thought about that Like how deep into This story Are we going With these two actors Specifically yeah. um, Cause for Lil Meech Yeah he could play his dad 
braid his hair, he'll be fine. For Terry, I mean, I guess you could still keep Da Vinci on, but it's just like, how really. how are we going to advance them? Terry got big. Yeah, Terry got big. Is you know he did he gained weight, dog. Like it happens. Um, I don't know, man. Let's see what Rob Silver thought about episode three, though. What's up this week in culture family? Yeah, ladies and yeah, I can tell when Rob disappointed by the tone of that. What's up? <laughs> Gentlemen, do yourself a favor. If you're a loyal listener, if you fuck with This Week in Culture, go ahead and pay that $5 a month for their Patreon podcast. The shit is fire. It is 10 times better than the regular This Week in Culture podcast. Think about it this way. All right. There were two Floyd Mayweathers. All right. <laughs> now you talking the about talk. Come weekly on. Patreon that you guys hear. I mean, the weekly show you hear for free, that's Floyd Mayweather when he was a welterweight and junior middleweight, beating everybody with, with, his, uh, with his brain. Money, man. But the money, This man. Week in Culture Patreon page, mm. that's Pretty boy 130 Floyd. pound, the greatest junior lightweight of all time. All defense. Pretty boy Floyd Mayweather. Come on. Go ahead and do it. And as far as BMF goes, I didn't watch this week's episode. The only reason I'm going to be watching is to see when and if Lala gives us full, full and frontal uh, nudity. Um, fuck it. Oh, and I got, speaking of sports, Jay and Ant, I got a question concerning Kyrie Irving. Two questions concerning, concerning Kyrie Irving. Jay, you... Thought and I thought this too a couple of months ago when they tried to fucking uh, railroad his ass that they were going to blackball him after the season is over. But he is playing fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. He is playing the best ball of his career in my opinion. He is. So Jay, do you still think the blackball is on? And if the blackballing of him is not on, and you as a Laker fan, he's a free agent after this year. Do you go and sign him and pair him up? With LeBron and try to make a run next year with LeBron, AD, and Kyrie. Peace and blessings. Uh, they going to give not a long. He's not getting a long term contract. They gonna give Kyrie. Him, no, yeah, I don't no. think they gonna. They, they might give him a one or two. He'll get a two year. Yeah, he'll get a two year somewhere. Um, Rob, I definitely would not mind Kyrie in a Laker jersey. And to be honest, I would not mind Kyrie in a Laker jersey. Keep Russ on the bench in the Laker jersey and get Pat Beverly the fuck out of here, out of that Laker jersey. I would not mind that at all. Um, I don't want him to do that. I wouldn't hate it, but that's me being a fucking Lakers fan, and I'm tired of us barely being over 500 and then jumping right back to well under 500. So because, he is balling, though. I mean, stay in Brooklyn. Shit. He is balling. And here's the KD thing, yo. hurt right now. So. KD hurt before KD got hurt. The niggas was on a fucking longest winning streak in the league this year. Yeah, like niggas man. ran up like what 13, 14 straight. Then KD got hurt. Fuck the vibe up. But they might just be straight if you can keep them two niggas healthy. Which I know for the two of them is actually really difficult. But if they healthy at the right time, that Brooklyn team dangerous, dog. They really are. They was right there, a fucking shoestring away. A year or two ago from KD, whatever year Milwaukee won that bitch, they was right there from KD getting them over the hunt, man. So if they could figure out a way to keep them in Brooklyn, I mean, as a Laker fan, I would want Kyrie, but I really think he in a great situation to be honest, dog. I just don't think adding Kyrie is gonna make is what gives them oh, a no. championship ring. Here's the thing: we just traded three second round picks 
for that nigga from Washington, Roy uh, Nagamajanuki. And as Come far on, left as Los Angeles is, yeah, the media e carry us up there. They will. Hey, one thing. I mean, and New I, York, I, New York ain't like it ain't the world's uh, <laughs> softest media yeah. in the world. But that LA, specifically the Lakers media. It's a different beast. I've seen it eat up a few careers that was kind of toward the end. Dwight Howard, for one. Um, Steve Nash didn't do great out there. You got to have like a thicker skin to go out to L.A., man. And a lot of niggas go out there and don't make it. Because the difference between L.A. and let's say the Knicks or the, you know, the Nets even is L.A. has been winning in these last few decades where the Knicks and them, they ain't won in a minute. So even though the expectation is high, when the results ain't there, niggas not flaming you 25-7, dog. In L.A., one bad year and they want you on another fucking team, dog. That's just how that go. But I do like Kyrie having this big middle finger moment to everybody who said he was still in the league, nigga. Because fuck y'all and fuck Amazon for not having that nigga back. I don't know what they are supposed to do, but still, fuck y'all. Y'all niggas ain't get on Amazon or Jeff. Um, yo, the homie, man, shout out to the new homie, uh, Kente Rosser. He sent in another voice note about BMF episode three. Kente, we appreciate you, bro. You sent in a great voice note last week. Let's see what my dog talking about this week. Jay and Ant, what's up, fellas? Hey, uh, I'm going to try to keep my voice notes to a minute and 10 seconds or less. So I'm going to be very concise. This episode was okay. It was kind of middle of the road for me. One thing I did like is the uh, respect they showed to Detroit. I saw the rooster tail in there when uh, Terry and Lala's character had lunch. Uh, when K-9 was talking to Big Meech, he was sipping on the Verners. I think mm-hmm. they missed an opportunity, though, because that Verners can look like a modern-day Verners can as Big opposed facts. to the back in the mm-hmm. day. They probably should have had a bottle. And if they wanted to go real authentic Detroit, they should have threw a bag of better-made chips on the table. I think the series is running the risk of making Lamar too dramatic. Uh, these things that they have them in, and it's a little too much. And I know that y'all touched on this before. I, mm. I think right now, to me, Meech and Terry mm. look like very average drug dealers. Mm-hmm. And I know it's still earlier in their drug dealing career uh, in the setting on the series, but uh, I think that something needs to be done to make them look more cutting edge or more innovative or more distinguished because history tells us that they were. And right now, they look very average mm. but uh anyway fellas i'm gonna kick back and see what the analysis yields and uh enjoy the show and uh keep up the great work man i holla at y'all can't say appreciate you um that's two weeks in a row you didn't stole our thoughts straight out in your voice now bro because they looking real junior drug dealers out this motherfucker and y'all we know y'all became the man we know that i just think it's tough to do a show that's halfway fiction when we know the outcome of the story. Yeah. Because uh, now it's not, it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's damn near, like if this was power or this was any show and it wasn't BMF. Yeah. And you didn't know how everything ended already. We would have it more leeway. So now we are, now when we watch the show, it's like, well, I know this happened or this ain't happening. we doing that. Well, we had that same thought with Kanan. We was like, damn, we hope they do it right. Cause we already know how Kanan's story ended. But we know, know how yeah, this yeah, is. Like, yeah. There been plenty of documentaries, niggas uh-huh. who didn't live here. Like, we know, no, and we know timestamps. Yeah. It's like, and we always comparing it to like, all right, well, they should be doing this, or they should be doing mm-hmm. this, or what about this, what about this? And it's like, every week it's a quiz that we're giving them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that, like, 
it was a lot of Detroit shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. They they get that off. Shout out to Randy. But I love my city. Facts. I love being from here. Facts. And BMF is from here, so we gotta, you know. Yeah. But this not a Detroit documentary. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? And like it was a couple points like that. that the Vernon shit, fam, that was clearly a plug. Yeah. Like yeah. there was like you, you got the can, you spent it around. The like, nigga had just spoke about how he don't drink nothing bad, nigga. Health is wealth. I treat my body, and then you drinking a pop. Yeah, nigga. And we I get it. Like if you're not from Detroit, yeah, that and you just wanna shit. and you just wanna watch the show. Like, I mean, you didn't sign up to watch a Detroit documentary. Like, yeah. I just wanna, uh, you probably just wanna see you know, what the fuck was going on. The funniest shit is the rooster tail look exactly like that right now. <laughs> like, when they showed it, I was like, oh shit, I just drove by that motherfucker the other day. Like, <laughs> like damn, nigga. Um, so it's a couple of different things. Like, I, I can understand what y'all doing and yeah, uh, the Devil's Night history and all that yeah. shit. But like, so. When we get to the Devil's Night shit specifically, we gonna talk. We've spoken about Devil's Night before. Yeah, every Detroit show mentions Devil's, Devil's Night. Night for yeah, sure. um, so I'm not mad at it. This one, not at all. But I hate how they incorporated it into this episode. I felt like it was such a. I don't know why this episode was the one that they used Devil's Night to like be centered around. None of this episode just felt random to me. And I feel like it started off that way with the Devil's Night history. Like, well, all this shit happened on Devil's Night. It was a bunch of it was some bloody it was some all and we know this we know this but they didn't I don't feel like they it was like they mentioned it and got away from it then it came back and they got away from like they was like weaving in and out of Devil's Night and I feel like it was some shit at the top of the episode that I wish they would have focused way more on that drought that boat getting seized in Florida like we heard that in the background of a news report. And then they jumped to Meech fucking uh, cash show. It was like, whoa, 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 nigga. I want to know more about that. Like, I don't, the rest of this shit is weird, dog. Niggas got arrested. The, the work dried up. What else to know? Nigga, how did this shit, nigga, K9 like, yo, nigga, I'm making more money withholding and upping my prices. Oh, let's talk about this. Nigga, you, Meech getting work on consignment. You got to go do this. Let's talk. Who the fuck is dog? And why K9 not really mad that he, fu- I knew last week when they showed dog, old he girl was- made some little comments and shit. When he was flirting with, he like, yeah, nigga, your fine ass, blow on these. And she like, yeah, that, like, give me more. Who is this nigga, dog? Like, it was so much shit in this episode that I feel like I don't want to explain. I don't want to know who that nigga is. I, I know, mean, I know he was about to be a character because yeah. they shined him on. He he was talking too much. I shit. hated that scene last week. It was OD. Yeah, but yeah. it's because all right, I get it. Yeah, he about but to then, be somebody. Y'all lining that up just for me and them to fail on that mission. And K9 to tell them, yep, I'm not giving you the work. And you didn't check out my enemy. Thanks. It was like, damn, nigga. Nothing came from that, bro. That's the type of shit that K9 be on. I mean, all you have to do is not kill him. But also, you two skinny niggas went over there about to get fucking. What was the plan? I thought y'all was going to draw him outside, then run up on him with the the burn and shit. But this is also Meech. Meech I I thought they was going to go in there and catch that nigga with his head in some pussy. Yeah. Like, which would have been the play, nigga. Hey, look through the window. Oh, he eating the bitch out. Let's sneak up on him. Nigga. I I don't know. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, We got a note from my dog. The, will the real Alex Robinson stand up? My nigga name tag just sent something, man, man. He got an episode on episodes or a note on episodes two and three. Yo, what up, though, Ant? What up, Jay? It's name tag. Man, shout out to y'all for finally dropping the Patreon link. 
Content definitely came through in the clutch. Got me through the rest of Thursday. Um, this episode of BMF, episode three. First, shout out to uh, R.J. Rice Sr. He, um, him, and I think his wife's name is Deidre. They had a group though, um, in, in the city, city of Detroit. It was called R.J.'s Latest Arrival. If you watch the episode with the caption on during the scene with Charles where he was fixing the uh, lady's fan Mm -hmm. from his church, they had played a song called Shackles. And that was from uh, Latest Arrival. They they had a a good run throughout the 80s. And eventually, R.J. ended up forming Barack Records, which was the home of uh, artists clearly such as uh, Slum Village. I want to say Fat Cat, Athletic Mike League. And for a minute there, uh, B.R. Gunner with, uh, at the mm-hmm. time was Black Milk, a producer from the city, and also um, R.J. Rice's son, R.J. Rice Jr. Goes by Young R.J., who's actually in Slum Village now. But shout out to them for that on that placement with the Shackles joint. I, I recently pulled up the music on Apple Music and just kind of went down a rabbit hole with that. But um, in that scene, maybe I'm tripping. Did Charles break the fourth wall? Cause when he told when he told the lady that he had to leave, he had to go home or whatever. You, you know, obviously she was. They was kind of coming on to each other. He left, and I swear, dog, I swear it looked like he broke the fourth wall and looked at that camera. Maybe on trip, <laughs> y'all let me know if y'all saw something different. But um, I feel like by episode five, they're gonna finally put a button on this whole thing with Detective Brian and B. Mickey. It, 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 I feel like even though it's episode three, it just kind of seemed like this. I hope this isn't something that they drag out. And lastly, what I want to know is, do y'all feel as though Meech will link up with the chick that uh, that Kate with K9's girl, based off the scene where he kind of went uh, went in there like on some SWAT team shit with him and B Mickey or whatever. Uh, where they were shooting at my man's, I forget his name, but do y'all feel like Meech would eventually link with K9's girl to take down K9? Just based off that brief exchange Meech and uh, that the lady had where he was like, I don't, I don't give a fuck who you smashing or something like that, which is weird because was they really saying smashing I thought in, uh, that in the 80s? Who knows? But Genuinely just want to know y'all thoughts that. on that. Looking forward to the episode. Peace. So, um, name tag, I definitely thought that about smashing. I also thought that when uh, Detective Bryant said, I don't give a fuck how they rebrand. Fam. Fam. They was not, branding was probably barely used. They definitely wasn't saying rebrand. I'm not sure, but. They what? Name tag just hit on something that answers your question. Hmm. Like, what was that whole thing? It didn't accomplish anything. Yeah. Or did it accomplish something? Did it? We're going to see. You know what I'm saying? We're going to see. We not we don't work for K- like the history of BMF is not us working for K9. Facts. You feel Facts. Me? And you probably gonna he he's probably gonna get out the paint somehow. Yeah. And, and we know that Meech or I'm sorry, B Mickey's medical grade plug wasn't really a plug. It was Detective Bryant trying to set shit up. So also if y'all been paying attention, Meech has been paying attention to everything K9 says. And in mm-hmm. this episode he said, Don't try to to run like, my run game, my game on me. Here. Yeah. But that's how Meech is probably gonna end up Getting over on K9 With the mm. game that K9 gave me mm. You feel me And then when I run the play And I and I take you out Yeah Cause like You lead on fear Right yeah. Nobody Nobody love you Nobody You ain't They ain't got loyalty to you Even though you keep loyalty 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 Yeah Niggas is running off fear So what happens when I make the people around you A proposition And they can yeah. get rid of you And He probably gonna say some Now that's loyalty And blah 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 yeah. I think be, I think Meech 
is gonna we gonna get what we looking for essentially. He's yeah. gonna outsmart him somehow and um and get get him out the paint. Yeah. Probably like the day he or take all this drug. Who 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 knows how it's gonna be? I but can I definitely think see them using old girl. Cause when you think back to last week, um the part where he was like, Yeah, she helpful. Like she helped me make business deals with all the Arabs in the city. And yeah. little shit like that is just like, okay, maybe y'all lining her up. I definitely thought in this episode she spoke too much. Like that It's a reason though. But if it's a reason behind it, it makes sense. I'ma say it now though. If they don't bring it back, I'm gonna be irritated as fuck, dog. Cause I could actually see y'all really doing some shit with this. Cause at some point they gonna make these niggas smarter. They have to. You they have to. Um, name tag also said in the body of his uh, of his email. I forgot to mention in the voice note, but shout out to Lucille in that scene for pointing out to Charles that something has to be done about the walls in their house. Cause damn. For sure. <laughs> when you gonna fix these walls? She said, "Oh, uh, double entendre. Yeah, yeah, Don't even ask her how, nigga." Double en- Come sure. on, man. Um, and then hold up. We got my nigga Dame sent to be. We got BMF voice notes going up. Nigga. Dame sent one in, dog. Dame, what up, though? Hold up, hold up. Let me get um. There we go. What up, though? This Week in Culture, this is your man, Dane, three underscores, three one three. Look, I just wanted to drop this early. Six, seven, nine. I watched the BMF episode three twice, and it's pissing me the fuck off. First of all, Chuck Flannery might be the weakest TV dad in the history of TV dads. He always bitching about something. He always complaining. Nigga, nigga attitude, real female-ish. And all his problems could be eliminated if he just got involved with the drug game. Now, I know it's going to come eventually because that's just part of the BMF story, but I need this nigga to start taking drug money now. Uh, I can't think uh, Mrs. Chuck Flannery, but she weak as hell, too, telling Snoop Dogg about her husband and his dirty magazines that ain't nobody business. And I'm glad Chuck kind of checked her about that shit and checked the pastor. Keep that shit in the house. So what? I got some busted open magazines. Don't nobody need to know that shit. And she another one. All, her, all your problems can be resolved by you accepting Meech's drug money and letting T get back into the game. Everybody's issue can be resolved with dope money. And the dope money is readily accessible. And y'all act like it's cool to take it sometimes. It's cool to bask in the dope money sometimes. But then you get all churchy and critical about the shit. Them niggas is gangsters. You raise two thug ass sons who deal drugs, <laughs> and the sooner y'all accept it, the better everybody's life would be. Uh, y'all keep doing the Lord's work here over at This Week in Culture. I love y'all. You got a good thing popping. Uh, look, the brand is strong. Shop Talk Podcast Studios are strong. Book some time, bitch. I'll holler at y'all soon. One Please. other thing that I did want to bring up, too, <laughs> is that even though I do not promote any to be slander, and I know that's trinidad anthony's ministry but this episode was real to be worthy uh the story wasn't good the episode wasn't good and honestly they could (laughs) have like kept episode three because ain't shit popping wasn't shit popping this episode that was worthy of us having a whole hour of that shit they could have just spliced on a couple minutes of this episode onto a couple other ones and i've been just as good i need to see what's happening with cuz in cleveland because i know that nigga on some snake shit and yeah i just need better from bmf so i'm hoping uh that the season start to turn up a little bit that's all i got stay blessed fellas yeah i love you too nigga i I agree man um if if I could stand to see 
um, a little bit more about what's going on in Ohio. Now, yeah, I, I've, uh, I got clearly the the little cousin down there snaking the money, mm-hmm. claiming he got robbed or claiming he got ganked. He got a new car. They sent my man down there. Who the fuck is my man? Where he pop out of? He been around. He ain't been a major character. But like, it just feel weird because it's been other background niggas who have been more in the foreground, and this nigga popped out. Hey, you go to Atlanta. Like, damn, we trust him to go check on the work. Like, who the fuck is dog? But he a background nigga. Maybe he got some more lines. Maybe that's all he ever gonna do. I don't know. Uh, Lil Zane would have did it. But uh, he uh. Like I, I mean, we can we can explore that. Like, yeah. Now the relationship between mom and dad, like, cause the the thing is, this can't be a BMF documentary. Yeah. Because we saw the documentary, so we gotta change some shit up, and it gotta be some drama. You feel me? Gotta be some drama. Gotta be some mom and daddy, some relationship drama. It gotta be some fear. So I get it, certain extent. I mean, that's just just what niggas do. But like, I mean, there are some some things where I wish we could have took the story. Yeah. I definitely would have loved to see Cuz getting his shit off in Ohio. Even if that was just a scene with Dog driving down there and then seeing Cuz riding around the hood in the new whip. Like, I just would have liked to see it, bro. They, 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 and we'll get into the episode. Yeah. We got any more voice notes? So D. Scott sent in a voice note. He got one that's clearly marked Mayor of Kingston, but this other one came Saturday, so I'm guessing it might be BMF, but it ain't marked, though. How you doing this weekend, culture? It's your boy D Scott. Uh, last episode, I may have incriminated myself with some comments I made. I did not, in fact, drop down the road benching shows. Uh, I dropped down the uh, road voice noting. I'd rather admit to a, a misdemeanor than admit to a felony. Anyways, BMF. Um, I'm having trouble figuring out the timeline of the show. Man, last don't season, give me season. Nigga? Because last season, you kidnapped Chloe and took her or whatever. And now you're back sleeping with her mom. I don't. I don't know how that works. I'm not gonna try it. <laughs> Anyways, um, B. Mickey got to stop making those stupid ass faces and keep asking Howard or Detective Bryant, "What do you want?" He wants Meech. He keeps telling you that. <laughs> like, come on now. And the scene he with wants the fire and the detective in the back with the burn guy. I could have done without. The speech was cool, but I get it, you know. <laughs> Anyways, Charles Flannery is a wild nigga. <laughs> you can't be in church in front of your wife staring at another woman playing the guitar. Nigga, on his Ike Turner. To fight the pastor. Because <laughs> that's not going to, I don't think it's going to work out for you. <laughs> you look mad crazy. Anyways, I hate to be that guy, but is Lala grooming Terry? I mean. Terry is 16, 17 years old. Come on, man. And she a grown-ass woman. She's still in He's still Why in high school. Why does she keep hanging out with this dude? She's oh. supposed to be married. Oh. That's what she told him. I'm married. I can't be talking to you. How are you supposed to be hanging um, out, Terry, if you want China? And then- I, I, I kind of called it that K-Don's girl was going to be fucking homeboy with the fucked up fade. Because last episode, I could hear him flirting with her, saying, you look good, this, this, and that. Have her blowing on the dice. But k can't really be mad because if you're shooting at me, I gotta shoot back at you. <laughs> but um we're gonna sit back and listen to your boys' thoughts on it. I know y'all usually got the best analysis. Till next week. Peace. Peace. Hold on, and then he sent a he sent a part two of two. God damn it, one more thing. <laughs> All this again shit. Uh, I just wanna get your guys' thoughts on uh, the devil night. I know you boys are from Detroit. 
see what your thoughts on it are. Is it kind of exaggerated or is it kind of like how the show portrayed it? Yes. And what are your experiences <laughs> with it? You know. Anyways. So I, I was. I, you Scott, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, for sure. Devil's Night is a thing. Devil's Night was a real was horrifying thing. thing. It's not back as in the day. it's not as much now. No, Angel's Night took over. Shout out to Dennis Archer for really putting his foot down. Yeah, because for about fifteen years, Devil's Night, yeah, really close to about twenty. Devil's Night like terrorized the city. Yeah. Dog. I be honest, I didn't know that it it, it morphed from mischief from mischief night. night. I didn't either. That was a new thing to me because we was born in a Devil's Night. Yeah. Like that's what we knew from the Ripper. Nigga. Um. And it was, it was, you know, in some Midwestern cities. It was in uh, Pennsylvania. Like, it went kind of east to Philly and all that. But Devil's Night is Detroit. Like, that started, and maybe it, it jumped out or branched out, but it started and probably became the worst shit in the world I here mean, in Detroit. I, I, I never really understood it, but on Devil's Night, the day before Halloween. Yeah, niggas wild out. They just burned down houses and shit. So, it, it started off... I think they said in Detroit it started in like the 30s and like it was innocent shit, right? Like the innocent pranks. We'll we'll TP your house or TP your tree. You know, you got a big tree in the crib. Maybe we egg your car. Maybe we egg your windows on your house. Like little shit where it's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's, you know, an annoying prank, but it's more of an inconvenience than anything, dog. And then after the riots, they said the arson started to become more of a thing. And initially it was like it was bad, but it was like more like what the fuck is going on than some shit that was like regularly happening on every block in the city, dog. And then by 1984, they showed the stat on the show, but it was real. In 84, it was over 800 fires in Detroit on Devil's Night. I was born in 82. I was born in 84. Them niggas set that shit right up for my birth. They were celebrating like, oh, shit, and. Two months old, nigga. It's lit, literally. Um, eight hundred fires is absurd. Like is in one night. That, that makes no sense. What was niggas doing in eighty four? And then um, they said after eighty four, Coleman Young really tried to get his fucking like hand on you know the, the city. Showing Coleman Young in this. Love that. I love First that. Black mayor of a major city. Come on now. Come on now. So this is what I was talking. Yo, we about. had a run of mayors real quick though. So this is what I meant. So we we started with the Devil's Night. Uh, information which I'm cool with, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, and I'm shout out to to, to Coleman Young because you can't tell the BMF story without Coleman Young or the and drug, the history of drugs. How deep y'all gonna tell this Coleman Young story? Yeah. Um, but uh, it was just a couple things like so <clears throat> the fire, well, old girl pulling them out the fire and yeah, everything. That yeah. whole conversation was like, what? Like it was a little. This, this is a random history lesson <laughs> yeah. about how, but. And it seemed like somebody was doing like it, it seemed like forced, message. Dog. Yeah, you feel me? like shit be feeling forced. And now, then she went and burned herself. I was like, wait. Now, I was just trying to think of people who who not local. We we were like, yeah, shout out to y'all. Y'all yeah. telling us about us. But when you not from here, like it don't hit the same. Yeah, because if I don't notice, like here's the thing: the Devil's Night history piece might hit. Because some national shit we talking about some national and we talking about some violence. Niggas love violence and arson and all that. And it's just an interesting thing. Like, damn, why y'all niggas so fucking? <laughs> Yo, Detroit really wild. But then it's like the little history lesson she gave when she was talking to dog in the back of the fire truck. It was like, or the ambulance. It was like, you know, your I, people did to do it. I get it, 
but it don't hit. It don't come across. I don't need that in the BMF story. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I appreciate these little pieces of Detroit history that pop up. But you remember well, back on episode. It's not that I don't need it in the BMF story. I just, you, I just remember my audience. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like this is not a story. I don't need it in this telling of the BMF story. Yeah, like, if, it's not a Detroit yeah, documentary. If we was doing the fucking ABC version of the BMF story, that might fit. It don't fit in this stars version of what I'm looking for from the BMF story. And when we thinking about progressing the story along to some of the shit that we know happened, so do you think? Let me ask you this: Do you think, as watchers, viewers, fans of the show? That having that knowledge of the BMF story, the real life one, that it's making us rush to show? Like, are we doing that? Yes. Mm. And it's making us, we're going to get our jokes yeah. off, but it's making us judge the show too critically. Mm. Because well, it's real. You see, I don't, I don't know if, if that, I think, yes, to an extent, we might be judging the show a little too critically, and but. I, and I say this because uh, one of my friends who, uh, just watched the first season. Yeah, yeah. And I told her, like, look, go listen to the pod. Yeah. And she was like, she's like, I think y'all being too hard just because y'all from here. And I, I had to look. I'm like, yeah. well, we wasn't. I'm like, uh, but we're just getting some jokes off. Yeah. But, like, when you, like, take a step back and listen from the outside, because there's not a person who watch all the TV shows. Yeah, or, yeah. Or like, you're like, no, y'all funny. Y'all do y'all shit. But, like, I think y'all 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 may be critiquing it too much because y'all from here. And I, so then I, I thought that. about that. I'm like, you know what? And most people who listening to the pod ain't necessarily from here. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let me let me look at it from a different lens. So when I try to look at it from a different lens, like this week, then I just noticed all the, all the, 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 the I just noticed a lot of stuff in the episode. So I, mm. I can definitely see us having... Maybe a more watchful eye Because we are from here And we yeah. know a lot of this history Because a lot of it impacted us In some way, shape, or form um, So I can definitely take note to that um, as, a, as a piece of constructive criticism To how we review these shows But I will also challenge it In that Yo, me being from here And this being a Again, this ain't a Tubi production This is stars This is a real budget With real actors Shout out to BMF They just got renewed for season 3 by the way So the viewers is there which means the money is there, which means the budget is there. I'm not looking for no bullshit script. I'm not looking for no bullshit production, bullshit timelines. Like, it's a lot of shit we going to talk about this episode. How much get a two-and-a-half-year-old? <laughs> How long was Lamar being kept alive in a coma? If these niggas, she had to be pregnant for nine months. And then another year. For and then another year for that baby to get this fucking big. Y'all kept Lamar alive unknown in fucking whatever hospital for two years? Who paid for that? Come on, huh? Not not uh Ecourse City government. Fuck out of here, nigga. Ecourse barely paying Detective Bryant. And it's Meek's second kid. So which one of these is Meech? Where the fuck did his first baby mama go? She back next week. Oh, she was on the preview. You're right. I I'm love glad. her, by the way. Cause when I saw that, I said, ooh, Jay gonna be happy. I'll she kiss back. Her in the mouth. She back. Um <laughs> <laughs> I want to kiss her with a mouth But like But no I, I definitely think that There's There's an extent That we can be Critical And not be like Had that Detroit bias to us yeah. But I also still Just want this to be A good show I don't want to Like When I mentioned uh, On Twitter Like yo This episode really Whatever I said Like uh, I wasn't feeling This episode Somebody responds Shout out to the homie Rambo He was like uh, 
Yo, man, y'all need to fuck with McGraw Ave season two. And shout out to McGraw Ave season two. I watched all of season one, planning to get into season two at some point. But it's like, no offense. I don't want to be comparing BMF and all the shit they have, all the resources to McGraw Ave and all the shit that I know these niggas is having to, to work real hard locally to put together. When this shit is on big network, big stars, big money, dog. Like, these two shows shouldn't be comparable. In my opinion, dog, I be wanting the acting. That's it. You feel me? Come on. So, like, when we critical on the, I hope when we critical on the show, it's for scenes or continuity that just don't make sense. Come on, man. Or things that I think the scene could have been different, or they could have yeah. acted differently, or what have you. Because it was something else this episode that it threw me so much when Terry ran up on Lala in the dark with that hoodie on after he just beat that man up while she in the empty parking lot locking up for work. I said, nigga. I thought they was going through. I thought she was going to be like, why are you coming up on me like this? Bro, and they it, never acknowledged how weird this was, dog. And I'm Bruce like, knuckles and all. sir, do you understand? Especially for a woman who had just been abused. Do you know how much this would have scared her in real life, dog? Oh, and You look fucking insane. Yo, and shout out to uh, D. Scott. She's grooming him. Oh, my gosh. 100%. I also was thinking like. Took that man a rooster tail. I'm also thinking like. Yo, how is Terry driving through the day when he's supposed to be in high school? How is Terry driving through the day when he's supposed to be driving people, like to work? Like, I mean, but even yeah. when he was driving and yeah. the person out, you supposed to be in school. You right? ain't at school. Nicole in school, so we know it's school time. Cause you had to drop her off. It's October. Come on, man. You ain't graduated yet. School just started. Like, nigga, school started in September. Come on, shit. Back Sep- then, school started in August. You remember that? We was in school for like a week or two, and then yeah, boom, you got that uh, Labor Day break. I don't get it, bro. It's certain shit that's just like, because I thought this at the top of the season when they were starting the business, him and Charles, I'm like, oh, Terry must have been. You remember we said, like, Terry got to be 19, graduated and all. And then it's like, wait. He was in high school. He's 17. Taking a driving test. Yeah. Like, he's a kid And how did he get a chauffeur's license in high school? Because it was kids. Maybe like the law was different back then. Is, yeah, it's different. Then, a, yeah, this ain't a fucking yeah, regular elves, like, nigga. This yeah, this is some real shit. Niggas wasn't just getting. Maybe they was getting chauffeurs' licenses. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't out like that because they was also able to buy liquor at eighteen at one point, nigga. Which I'm mad that I missed that era, but you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it's some continuity to shit we're going to get to, man. But let's start off, dog. My very first issue with this episode. It literally, this episode <laughs> fucked me up right here. And I was pretty much done. <laughs> that nigga, you know the little quote in the beginning. That's always there with a picture of Terry and Meech when they was kids. The quote said, Moms never allowed us to celebrate Devil's Night or Halloween. But Meech and I still found a way to mask up and get back at motherfuckers who owed us. And as I'm reading, moms never allowed us to celebrate Halloween. I'm looking at a picture of Meech and Terry dressed up for Halloween. And I said, cut this shit off, dog. Like, but what? when I read that quote, I knew that both of them was going to get into some shit. Niggas was going to get some get back. And that's what happened. They got some get back. Um, So they had this Devil's Night sort of, you know, cloud over the episode they started from devil's night when they was younger to just kind of walk us through how this shit impacted the neighborhoods you heard lucille even say like yo sherry and them still ain't recovered from their house burning down last year so it kind of gave you that tone dog and i do remember being scared on the west side growing up thinking like damn nigga because 
when I where I lived at on Sorrento and Curtis, there was an alley between our street and the next street over. And that alley used to be where a lot of shit got burned in that area. Like they we was, had alleys. Yeah, we had alleys back in the day. And I bring, I think we should bring back alleys. I loved alleys. Shit, alleys was the first basketball court. The 100%. Put that crate up, nigga. Crate. Come on, dog. Like, but niggas used to burn the trash cans that was in the alley. You remember dumpsters used to go up the alley for yeah. the uh, truck drivers with the with the trash yeah. used to come up the alley to get your cans. Um. That whole fucking your street up shit wasn't a thing back in the day. That's but why I wasn't by in the front. Everybody on, huh? parked in the back in the alley, and you it just was a thing. It was different. It was different. And they used to set the trash cans on fire because um, that's just what niggas did in the alley. But sometimes niggas would set the trash can on fire and then kick over the trash can. Now you got a flaming trash can kicked over. That bitch catch your grass in your backyard or something, you might have an issue depending on how close your garage or your house was to the gate. So it was scary shit going on back in the day with Devil's Night. I appreciate them setting the tone. And, you know, um, they pops looking out the window as the city burned mm-hmm. type of shit. And um, and I also said Meech was leading the charge. Yeah, man. Um, hey. They did toughen Meech up. Meech didn't let the gun off like three every episode. Yeah, Meech getting his shots off this season, dog. Last year, it took to the episode, the finale, for that nigga to finally catch a body. This year, that nigga trying to catch one every week. Um, one thing I want to point out, you just talked about that scene with Charles looking out the window, and I thought that was a precursor for Charles the rest of the episode. This is by far my favorite Charles episode. I didn't, I, I didn't mind. I think that nigga was not only as a character just doing all the shit I needed him to do. Yeah. But Russell Hornsby was in his bag this episode. Russell Hornsby is a great actor. He's dog. a phenomenal actor, dog. Like, like I, I he really, really enjoy is. him in pretty much everything he's in. He ain't been in shit horrible. Um, didn't even hate him in the as Don King in the Mike Tyson joint on Hulu. I, I finally Tyson. watched that. By the way, I ain't want to do it. I know we swore it off. I watched this shit over Christmas. I gotta tell you, that shit was good, dog. That was good. Niggas wasn't lying when they told us this was our shit. It was good. I still hate that they ain't pay Mike and didn't like do what they were supposed to do for Mike. But the shit was good, dog. Uh, he was great in the the thug you the the hate you the give. hate you give. Yeah. Oh, he uh, was phenomenal as the father in that. I mean, I loved him as a father on uh, our show, Lincoln Heights. Lincoln Heights. Um, also, uh, Fences, which is one of my favorite acting movies of all time. Performance wise, yeah, from everybody in that motherfucker. Um, y'all just think he's a, I think he's a really good actor. Um, so and he was good, it got canceled after one season, but he played Lincoln Rhyme, um, which was from The Bone Collector. That was Denzel's character in The Bone Collector. Mm. They had a TV show version that came out during COVID 2020, really, and they only had one season. And I gotta tell you, that one season was good as fuck. He played Lincoln Rhyme, who was Denzel's character. It seemed he like killed it, bro. During COVID, everybody should be watching TV, man. You would have thought, but, but they put it in a bad spot, they had it on Friday nights. I mean, niggas can go outside <laughs> But you know TV on Friday nights Was never Like that ain't been a bag Since Carl Winslow and them dog Like And that's, now, now we got BMF Friday nights Why did they change today There are things that are happening With TV shows That I don't understand Like BMF being available On Thursday night at midnight Is just weird to me It was good really. On the Saturday slot Going into Sunday bro well, What like, else am I on Saturdays Come on man There's nothing else on Saturdays And Fucking Paramount Plus Uh Damn, Mayor of Kingstown don't come on till like 3 a.m., nigga. It ain't there at midnight. Yeah, it's probably West Coast midnight time. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, well, yeah, it definitely ain't there at East Coast midnight. But um, 
Charles was happy for the first time in a long time at the top of this episode, dog. He was telling Terry, like, hey, nigga, we brought that white girl in. We finally making enough money to turn a profit out this motherfucker. And he was, like, lit. And you knew something bad was going to happen eventually, dog. It's devil's night. <laughs> so Terry tells him, hey, he was like, this was some more shit that I'm like, mm, was Terry really thinking about this fucking price gouge move, nigga? He might have been because he was a hustler. But who the fuck knows, nigga? I don't know. I don't I'm still tripping off rebrand. But the nigga was like, yo, it's Devil's Night. None of the other fucking uh car services is working. We can up the prices tonight and really get our shit off. Gouge these motherfuckers one time on some Uber shit. And instead of him getting shot down, his pops was like, Who lucky wanted to shoot shoot down well, just don't be kicking nobody out. Yeah, yeah. Don't we ain't gonna lose no fares, don't fuck up the money this time. But nigga, I'm low key with that shit. If you want to do it, I'm thinking. Like, look at him it, learning it from last week, and not shutting your son out the business. And so then, like I mentioned earlier in the background, while they having a convo, we hear that 8,700 pounds of coke got seized in Florida, and it caused a drought all up the East Coast and the Midwest. All the major players is getting their money fucked up right now. So the niggas who do got work is up in the prices. Niggas who don't got work is warring over the work. They out here shooting, literally. They getting into it. Baseheads is out here starving. Now they breaking in the cribs. It's mayhem. This is all, according to Terry's narration, it all comes to head on Devil's Night when this happens. Because now everybody wilding, nigga. You take a violent night, and then you add in a drought, nigga, and the streets is fucking done, dog. So I'm thinking, okay, what's going to fuck the vibe up for Charles Flinnery? Terry takes Nicole to school. On the way there, the tire blows out. So when they, when he start, when he got a flat tire and starts doing, I'm like, yo, this shit world dramatic, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's going on? But then you find out that nigga didn't fuck with niggas you. was getting fucked with. <laughs> They've kind of stretched that longer than I anticipated it, dog. My nigga, I wrote on a business card. That's it. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote on one flyer. I crossed your name out on some brochures, and then I took the brochures to hand. Like he had them in his back pocket. Like, yo, nigga, we beefing this much that you trying to like put me in danger, for real? Like, Damn, nigga, I'm like, did I, did I, we not even making no money, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> we just I'm, start turning the profit, and it's because this white girl can go to the burbs where we ain't the most welcome, nigga. Are we hurting your? Sh- and how did that white dude have a whole black staff, nigga, in Detroit? And they look like some niggas. Hey. Like everybody in there looked like they was ready to rock Terry shit. I'm like, bro. Also, Google that address. Uh, <laughs> it don't look like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I 100% Google the address. It is not an ap- That was an apartment building that yeah. they just ran up in and act like it was. Uh, that was weird. So, this nigga, um, yo, real quick. I just want to talk about this because this happened before the tire blew out on Terry Card. So, we got the little news report going on in the back. And then Terry started narrating about how the drought impacts the streets and shit. And then he started talking about how the street impacts the drought, impacts Devil's Night. And then with no hesitation, no segue, no nothing, <laughs> Cash Doll riding meats, nigga. And I was like, fam, what just happened, dog? Hey, my nigga, no bullshit. The first time this shit happened, I thought that was Pops. Oh shit! <laughs> I had to, then it then it turned into me, y'all. I had to pause. Let me rewind. Hey. I'm like, I'm like, okay, pops getting it back. He getting it back. He having a great day, but it was not. Nah, me. I don't know why bro. I thought that was pops. 
because he was just there, <laughs> bro. I've never seen a scene cut so drastically in my life, nigga. This shit happened quick as fuck. And then I'm like, because I knew it was Meech, but they kind of half showed Cash Doll at first. So like in that first like second or two, I'm like, who's this nigga fucking? I thought it was gonna be your girl, because you remember they fucked last year, uh, Soraya, mm. whatever. But then they clearly showed this was Cash Doll, Monique. And then they laid up, they finished fucking, which was kind of an awkward transition too because they went from her on top and then they looked like they was moving to him getting on top, but then they was cuddling. I'm like, oh, Meech nutted early, nigga. And they, she was ready to get in another position. That nigga was done. She wasn't aware. So they laid up. That nigga tried to spark a J. She was like, no, nah, we ain't doing that. They go, smell on me at work. I'm a paralegal. Whoop, whoop, whoop. They go through this whole speech and then he get a phone call. It's his cousin. Yo, the work got stole. He like, what you mean they took it? What? And then next thing I know, he walk in the fucking kids' room, happy as shit. Hey, TT. Hey, Zoe. He was talking about, they was talking about dropping the baby off and all the other shit. And then the call came through. But nigga, how do we go from that to this nigga happy and dressed? And hey, babies, I'm about to get up out of here. He's like, no, that's for your sister. And then a nigga face turned up. My nigga, that baby at least a year old. Because she like, hey, Uncle Meech. I'm like, okay. Zoe always called him Uncle Meech. That ain't new. He did kidnap her last year. Great point brought up by name tag. I feel or like, D. Scott. But I did feel like she ended up working with Meech again last season. Well, I remember, I feel like she called that nigga after uh, Lamar beat her up. You mm. remember when he came in the bathroom when he was shot? Yeah. And the nigga cleaned his shoulder up. And then he smacked her around and she called Meech back. But when the fuck did she get pregnant well, with a one and a half year old baby? Because this is a toddler. So once I save you, you got to fuck me. I mean, so I don't mean that. Like, Batman rules, Spider-Man rules. And I don't mean that like literally. Uh, yeah. But unfortunately, a real life situation I was reading on the internet last week. Uh -huh. It was a nigga who... Broke up with his girlfriend and got dumped. He devised a plan um, where he shot at her house in her bedroom two times, oh, thinking shit. that she gonna call him for help and he gonna run over there and be the the hero. This nigga killed her. Wow. He made a, a situation where he they were they were getting stalked, so he shot twice at her bedroom. He fucked around and killed her, and his friends set him up to get arrested. Cause why'd you do that dumb shit? Like. Uh. You thought you was about to Where was this? I don't know what city or what state it was in. Um, I went through the Twitter thread and people was talking about it and shit. Hey, I'm damn. like, God damn. So he tried to be a hero and think he gonna get back with his girl because she was the hero. In this particular case, Meech actually killed that nigga. So yeah. he was the hero and he probably got some pussy off that. And probably. he gave him a whole nother human to come out of her. Yeah. But Here's the thing. That baby about a year old. That so baby is too old, dog. Maybe that baby is Lamar's. Because then she started fucking Lamar. So I thought that, but then the baby is light-skinned as Meech. So that's when I went back, like, no. Is that Meech? No, that was a girl. Nah, it TT. He called her TT. So then I'm like, damn, did he name her after Terry or some shit? After his brother? I don't know. It was weird, dog. So it's a baby got an old girl, Meech? Yeah, that's, uh, they haven't said that's Lil Meech, but... That's who that should be. I think. I don't know how many kids he got. I don't know how many he got, but I always and thought. I don't know how many kids he he know he Because, you know, you've you been out here for you. And on TV, they could also make up a kid. I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't doubt that. But I just think that 
for the timeline, I almost want to go back and watch episode one to see if they mention like how long Lamar has been in a coma, dog. Because I just want to see if I'm as fucked up in thinking that this timeline jumped so damn wild, dog. Or if they actually said, like, yeah, we've kept Lamar in a coma for a year and a half. If they said that, cool, dog. But if they said, like, he's been in a coma for two months and Meech got a one-year-old, somebody going to have to explain something, dog. Because this is why. I mean, he been going long enough for the 12th Street and, the, and them to, to merge together and everything. But that they was, was doing that when he was alive still. Or tr- out still, to. yeah. They was trying to get. It's a weird time. That's a, a crazy jump right there, dog. Like, cause y'all jumped. It was like the baby timeline jump, but like everybody else timeline. Cause how does baby get here, and how was this old? Okay, when Lamar killed a kid last year, uh, kid was going to school. Yep. It is school time now. It's October. Yep. So it's been a year, unless that shit happened two weeks ago. Yeah. But then it's like, I right, if it's been a year, how do we explain this almost two year old? Correct, because that's just that's a big baby in a nine to ten month gestation period. Because she had to be pregnant. That, I'm guessing if this is her light skinned baby with Meech, I don't understand. I don't think Meech artificially inseminated her and she jumped to pregnant. You can't jump forward nine months and then have another <laughs> nine month old nigga like. It, I don't know. I don't know. That baby was big as fuck. That baby was damn near big as Zoe. Zoe and that baby was the same height. Nigga. Zoe was like, yeah, this is my big sister. Michi, hey, Uncle Michi, look at my big sister. Like, bro, where did this baby come from? Because then, even still, like, when Meech first went in that room, I thought, okay, maybe Meech had another baby with somebody else, and Mo and Zoe just be, like, watching him while he come over there to fuck Mo. But then when he said, yo, sister, she ain't like that with daddy. She just like that with her sister. And then Mo came in there and well, picked so her up. Funny, I thought, <laughs> because I'm I'm a nigga. Right. Uh, he was like, you know, she going to do slob on you. I thought you about to say, no, that's only for your mama. Like, <laughs> I, I thought that's where we're going. But he was like, no, that's only for your sister. Yeah. I was like, huh? And and pause yourself, Meech, because that's what I would say about your daughter. Yeah. And then the nigga like, she don't do that with daddy. Pause that too. And then Castor walked in there and picked her up and come to mommy. T- and it was like, what? When did this happen? Nigga, when and how, dog? These niggas fucking, I don't know. This is a matrix shit. Castor got pregnant in real life. So they was like, we just going, we going. Here's like, the thing. Is- I understand that her being pregnant in real life is probably why she kept the lingerie on during the sex scene. I'm not mad at that. I respect it. Shout out to her and Tracy T. Beautiful baby. Y'all had the white buffs on him. Love it. But how the fuck are we explaining this kid right here, dog? This shit is just wild, nigga. It's wild. Um, but anyway, Meech learned from his cousin the work got stole. That's the important shit here. So when he learned that, he goes see K9. Because now we gotta have a talk. Walked in on K9 and told him straight up, yo, I need the consignment for the re-up. Cause my cousin lost the work, nigga. Somebody got him. K9 like, nigga, I ain't giving you no consignment. Not much money I'm making withholding and upping my prices, nigga. Come on, not in the drought? He nigga said, well, no, he said, uh, all right, nigga, but well, wait, come back in a couple weeks. Oh, he told him come back in a couple weeks. You're right. And that's when Meech was like, couple weeks? Fuck, I'm supposed to do It's a drought, nigga. And nigga said, yeah, dog. I'm making way more money withholding and upping prices. So you can come see me in a couple weeks when the price is back regular, nigga. Unless you want to get down with these other niggas and pay the up. Meech talking about you the only 
pl- one of the only you plugs. one of the only plugs nigga, I fuck I'm with. the only nigga that you meet. First of all, the other plug you might have had got her mouth cut off, nigga. You know she did. Where he buried Big L? Where she at? I need to know. Um. So then the nigga was like, "Yo, you remember that loud mouth motherfucker from the game night last week?" He from Brightmo. Nigga, Travis from Brightmo. He another hustler, nigga. I need you to bring him to me. But bring him to me alive. <laughs> Very clear instructions, dog. Bring him to me alive. Now, granted, he did have a big mouth. He was talking a lot of shit. And he was flirting with your girl right there at your dice table. 15769 Lot And I went to that that the address. When he wrote the the, the the tattoo nigga wrote mm-hmm. like did they spell a lasser or lasher? Or lasher. Oh, so I definitely said, paused it. But this is that's that's not where he went. No. <laughs> no. Well no no no. So that's where he went with the mama. Dog don't live there no more. Yeah, correct. Yeah. That was an apartment. Cause he walked up the when steps. When he walked to the mama house, you right, yeah. you right, you right. That's right. not what this is. No, that's a whole house. Yeah. And it wasn't never no apartment there. Yeah. Not right there. I mean, this is in the middle of Lasser. Yeah, <laughs> like nah. would never no apartment there, ever. Never. Shout out to Brightmore though, getting in all this uh, good publicity, man. It was a movie came out earlier this year called Brightmore Barbarian. Brightmore was getting gentrified. Yeah, so Barbarian actually showed Brightmore <laughs> back in the day when Brightmore was Brightmore, before it was like black Brightmore. When it was like white people and nice bright mom. Yo, niggas, it was two million white people here before we was here. Though. Yeah, man. We can't, I mean, we. It's, I'm just saying. Yeah. That was the first time I ever seen like bright mo like, shout out to bright Detroit mo, is not nice. historically black. No, it's not at all. I Detroit said, was white as fuck. <laughs> Detroit was white as fuck. <laughs> when they tell us to go back to where we came from. <laughs> <laughs> Like damn Where was we <laughs> Wasn't in Detroit nigga. But Shout out to Brightmo For getting all this Screen time this year man So anyway Can't not tell that nigga yo 75% of the people Are gone Literally From 2 million They cleared the fuck Out of here That nigga can't not say yo You go get that Loud mouth nigga I give you this work On consignment Then he actually Gave him a bar On the way out Cause Meech said bet And he said oh And just cause A nigga family Don't mean he or just because a nigga blood don't mean he family. Loyalty make you family. Loyalty make your family. Then he said, check your cousin. Check your cousin's story, nigga. Make sure he good. Because your cousin full of shit. If he got robbed, he got robbed. If the work got stole, it got stole. But if he up there riding around in a new fucking car during the drought, something's up, nigga. Something's up. Loyalty don't make you fucking... Or blood don't make you family. Loyalty make you family. I don't know if I believe that either, though. Cause niggas be loyal to they not nigga. And niggas be family To they to not. not Facts facts So then we cut to Detective Bryant He's starting to put together all the shit He like yo um, Them niggas we arrested last week Was not fucking 50 boys FYI And then he like nigga 50 boys don't even fucking exist no more They done merged with 12th street And rebranded to BMF Niggas wasn't saying rebranded but I don't know if that's a new term it ain't a 1989 term. It might not be new, but it ain't 89, nigga. I don't know. Police could be seeing that shit. White adults could be. Now, Yo, we got into the quote unquote rebrand when the, when the Instagram and Facebook. I don't know. That could. That's, I think that's a pretty standard term. I don't know. The rebrand brand is rebrand. No, I'm not letting Detective Bryant get that off when he talking mm-hmm. about fucking gangs. But then 
Oh, girl asked that nigga the million dollar question. Why you get so hard on about Meech, though? It don't make sense. Like, what is your deal with Meech specifically? Meech ain't kill your partner. That nigga said, literally, the girl who killed your partner is dead. And your fucking uh, little CI killed her. You need to thank B. Mickey a little bit more, nigga. I, I avenged your partner. How about that? That nigga said, oh, it's like fucking uh, uh, Moby Dick and Captain Ahab, nigga. Definitely gonna Ahab this nigga. You he didn't know. catch him, dog. You ain't read the book? You gotta finish that. I know it's long, but you gotta finish that, dog. Pause. Um, <laughs> that's actually funny. So then we get uh we get Terry in this random Lala scene. He went down there to ask her about the insurance and getting the tires fixed. Even though I feel like Terry, you have a few hundred dollars to get some new tires, bro. My nigga, it's a tire, dog. Come on, dog. You can fix this. You don't need to change your insurance policy to get, or have her risk her job to get this tire fixed. Like nigga, ask your brother for the money. I don't fuck. If know. you don't got the three hundo, I get it, bro. Yo, Meech. Tires wasn't even 300 then. My nigga, no. I, nigga, I get a tire for 50 bucks right now. Terry, you literally had the 50. Max, you had the hundo. Like, Meech, yo, let me get 10. Meech, somebody fuck with me and Pop's tires, yo. Let me get a little stack, bro. No, let me just get $10,000 so we can float the business. Boom. Boom. Bet. Matter of fact, I'm going to fix it. Work the books, have pops thinking we getting way more rides than we getting right now. I just want that nigga to know we making a profit and we cooling, nigga, so he can relax. Fucking go fuck the little uh, neighbor lady or some shit. But he came like, you on some drug shit again, too. I can see why you would think that. Well, when he first, when the first tire blowout happened, the nigga was like, what's going on? And Terry was like, yo, this could just be some Devil's Night prank shit. And he was like. Because he told him. That nigga, look, his face looked like. You might Plausible. be right Because yeah. he Plausible. was the one who told him that something shady happened He was like yo Somebody messed your tire Caused a slow air leak Or a slow leak Which caused your shit to pop nigga. Then when he said Devil's Night prank That nigga was like Plausible Plausible as fuck nigga Aight He like I ain't wanna I ain't but wanna But then when they alone. came and fucked with the fleet Now I'm thinking it's some drugs selling drugs if I was back selling drugs, I'm not driving these weak ass cars. If I was back selling drugs, you would have found drugs in these cars, nigga. I'm assuming these are the cars that got outfitted. To oh, move one I'm to move I'm waiting on that turn, nigga. I can't wait till they go see a nigga about a compartment. Cause you remember old girl in episode one said, Come see me. Me and my cousins got the car shop. We do the greatest shit in Michigan. Can you put a gun compartment in this steering wheel, nigga? Cause if so, I'ma come see a man about a horse. Pause But The nigga uh, Charles Wasn't really with None of that shit Terry was on So now Terry Oh When he went to see Lala That's when he put Two and two together Cause he grabbed Them brochures again And she was like Oh that white dude Was pissed off And he was like The big white nigga With the scar on his lip Why you looking At the man lip I ain't even know He had a scar Relax Terry Relax Terry Then he like She was like Yeah he was like Yo, that's who did this shit to my tires. She was like, Terry, you are not in the streets. Calm down. Use your inside voice. Stop talking to me like I'm a kid. You're quite literally. You're literally 17. And she's 45. She might be older than 45, but I won't go there because respect black women. But nigga, you're a child. And she like, I'll be outside in a minute. Go wait for me. And then they did he wait for her at the rooster tail? Because how did that outside combo turn into lunch? Was that calamari they was eating? 
Nigga, Terry was eating the onion ring. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck. I'm like, my nigga, that was fish no, Like, I don't know what she ordered, but that nigga was eating that fucking onion chip from the uh, White Castle. I was forced to eat some fucking deep fried calamari recently. And hey. That shit don't... Nigga, you was eating fish stick chunks. Nigga, minimum that was an onion ring from... Or onion chip from White Castle, dog. I just had that some, so I've seen key. it. <laughs> I just had some Saturday night. I know what the fuck it was, dog. Um, That's exactly what that was. So they had lunch at the Rooster Tail, famous Detroit spot. A lot of niggas' weddings, proms, all kind of shit went for off sure, there. For sure, for Rooster sure. Tail is some classic Detroit shit. Um, I'm glad that the waiter didn't come by and say, Welcome to the Rooster Tail, home of where Aretha Franklin used to waitress back when she started singing R-E-S-P-C-T. Like, I ain't need no history behind back the Rooster when, Tail. Uh, when Aretha Franklin started singing Natural Woman. Man, why they getting her there? It's just natural. Why y'all went back to tell us natural woman is offensive? Uh, there's no such thing as a natural woman. Nobody was playing natural woman. Got where me. they where they heard that? I'm gonna tell y'all what I really think on the on the other side of the paywall. Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. Go sign up because I don't want y'all to cancel me. Because yo, matter of fact, hold on. Let me make my Patreon notes for when we come back in the studio this week. I don't want to get canceled on the public. You know, yeah, anybody yeah. can find this from work. Oh, no. You're not gonna find out. A natural woman. <laughs> Uh, I got thoughts, Aretha. We also might be living in assimilation. I've, 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 I used to roll my eyes and 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 think lowly of people who thought yeah. we were living in assimilation. Yeah. Till you I, was, I, till you seen it. You might be in assimilation. This shit is not. We are not. This is not real life anymore. All right. Speaking of not real life, um, Lamar's sleeping in a body bag, zipped up. All right. So listen. Come on, man. Right, Stop here. playing with me, dog. Here's three. There's three things that I. If if there was gonna be something wrong with this episode, here's the three things. Uh, number one is Lamar. Why is this happening? Why 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 are you disappearing at a like what what's going on here, dog? That's weird. Y'all making them way too much, too too suspicious, and too too many powers and all that shit. They turning them into a fucking uh, Marvel, Marvel character, dog. Two. Uh, Donnell Rollins serves no purpose in this show Other than somebody probably likes Donnell Rollins I like Donnell yeah. Rollins Really fuck with Donnell Rollins The comedy relief oh, you d- It's not working here what is, what, This is That's not it It's not, it's not giving me nothing I want dog. And this is my The biggest I'm saying the last one for last The biggest one for last I hate Snoop Dogg In this show Oh man It's man. so unrealistic He's such a cartoon This is not believable He makes the He cheapens the show but you not, remember what I was saying about now, not him as a person, not no, him as no. actor, but like how they have it's him. It's the direction, bro. Like this is not good. I, I just told niggas on the pod however many weeks ago, like yo, I used to have a thing with characters or actors who would be in like Tyler Perry productions, and I'll be like, damn, I wonder if they can act or if they're being directed to kind of overact a bit. And it's not even the acting; it's the it's wardrobe, the, script, the wardrobe, everything. He like, extra as fuck. Like they could have got, got him, him looking nuts. Dog. They could have got him just playing himself, not himself, but like playing a normal preacher or a pastor that's a little shady. No, nah. like this. This is like a he giving me bad vibes. Dog. This is a character of something. Like I don't like this he shit. giving me bad vibes for real. Um, I'm also getting bad vibes from Lucille, and I want to play what she said while we talking about Snoop. I want to play what she said to him. 
what he said to her, then what Charles said to him, and then when Charles and Lucille finally had their talk. I want to play them because I feel like that's some shit we need to discuss. Let's go back, episode three. Let's pick it up right now. Now, let me set the scene. Charles is giving his greatest Ike Turner impression right now. He is bobbing them shoulders up and down like he ain't lost his motherfucking mind with that other guitar player in the, that in the choir. Damn, they're doing a Harlem Shake. Fam, he looked like uh, if you seen Cadillac Records, that nigga was in there on some muddy water shit. It was wild, nigga. Also, because I've seen a few people say this on Twitter, and by a few I mean a lot. That lady with the guitar is not Lucille's friend who he went to go fix the ceiling fan for. That's not the same lady. Is it not? I just seen dark skin and big titties. No, no, no. It, it was not the same lady at all. Um, I, I verified it. It ain't her. Because I've seen a few people say, oh, he was lining her up or she was lining him up at church. Now that It's not the same woman, dog. It's a whole different actress. Um, all right. So then Lucille at first was excited to see Charles playing the guitar. But then when she saw him playing the guitar with old girl. That nigga wouldn't get out of her face. Damn, he wouldn't look away at all. I'm like, you at I'm church. Like, I'm like, Charles, have you never performed with your wife and all? Look at your wife two times, nigga. So then Lucille went to go talk to Pastor. Sister Lucille, that smile in his brow today. Everything okay? I, I didn't want to bother you. I just, I I'm starting to have doubt. Well, I've been more useful to those with doubt than those without. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not having doubts about the Lord. It's, um... She also fake as fuck. She fake as fuck. Because this ain't one to say how you talk. And two, nigga, you just rolled up to uh, Why she Cleveland. Why so much? Because she's spending last that drug money. Last nigga. couple of weeks, her shit been late. Last couple of weeks, Lucille been looking good. Yeah. That's not a That's not an insult. I need her to know. We know you doing something extra, nigga. I, she not lying when she said, hey, I tried to get sexy for this nigga. But you didn't do it till the motherfucking magazines was made uh, known. Because you wasn't giving that nigga no play. Anyway. It's about my marriage. My marriage. Charles and I have been arguing a lot. And, um. And, uh. -huh. Lately, we've been liking intimacy. And I found some. Adult magazines and his music sheets. Sister, every man has desires. I like how when he said that, he looked at old girl butt that walked by. Yeah, that's a, like, relax, though. Shadiest, horniest preach. Like, it's a cartoon like, on, now. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Because they did that on purpose. It's just up to you to make sure that you are more desirable than those women in the magazines. I, I, I tried that past. I mean, I, I even bought a new outfit and the spirit just didn't move him. You bought the Sears joint, my nigga. And then I said, bitch, why you open this? Because guess what you bought? Tell them what you bought it with since you telling. A, 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 a credit card at 23.9% interest Come at on. least. In our daughter's name. In our daughter's name. Come on, man. But when you was laying out with your rollers on and I tried to hit from the back real quick on some stank breath shit, you ain't want to give me none. But you ain't telling that part, though. Okay. It's not always the way you look. It's your attitude, your spirit. You have to find the strength to humble yourself, to be submissive. To your husband. I mean, I'm not the kind that easily submits to no man. Then I suggest you're way you're too late in this shit. Easy for you. So says the Bible. 
Thank you, Pastor. You married already? For 20 years. Let's, let's. To humble yourself, to be submissive to your husband. Humble yourself. Bitch, be humble. To be submissive. Sit down. To your husband. Your husband. I mean, I'm not the kind that easily submits to no man. Well, what kind is I suggest you pray until it becomes easy for you. Pray until it becomes easy for you, man. What's so crazy is Snoop was giving good advice. He really was. Dog. But he looks like a fucking Count Chocula. We well, look like, foolish. But then we get this scene right here with Charles and Snoop. Brother Flannery, that last song you just played sounded like you had the saints shouting and screaming up in heaven. <laughs> Thanks, Pastor. We practice pretty religiously. <laughs> Lucille informed me that things may not be as prosperous in your marital bed. Don't Say again? It's nothing to be ashamed of, What's brother. What's that, sir? If you feel you're having doubts as a husband, that's what I'm here for. To listen and to counsel. You know, Pastor, I ain't never hit a man of the cloth before. But you say one more word about my bed, I'll break your narrow ass. I can respect that, brother. But remember... Pride often comes before the fall. You've been warned. Here's the only problem I have with Charles in this scene. Nigga, you was sleeping in my basement last year. <laughs> so when I tell you, you fucking up in your marital bed, listen to me, nigga, because... You was in my basement bed. Yeah, you was, you was fucking up in my basement bed, and now you fucking up in your marital bed, and I'm about sick of you not having a good bed. So you need to listen, nigga. Charles, you be humble and submit be to humble. me, nigga. Sit down. Now then, we get to this scene right here where Lucille did the patented shit that women do. You say one thing. Gaslight. And they just throw out some whole other shit they ain't even really mad at. Dad, you carving pumpkins with us? I can't right now, sweetheart. I'm going to Mabel's to fix her fan. I'll be back soon. What about fixing our walls? <laughs> this is a double line. Yo, this is one of the wildest double line Andres ever. Cause she know what you about to go. She fix. know exactly what the fuck she yeah. meant. It's already been two years. Second season. Nicole, going upstairs. Give your mother and I a minute. Nicole just wanna make a pumpkin, dog. How dare you embarrass me to Pastor Swift? I needed some advice about our marriage. That's not something you discuss with a stranger. He's not a stranger, he's our pastor. A pastor on his third marriage? He's a man of God. Don't disrespect him. Then when am I gonna get some respect around here? 40 love. When you earn it. She left the next speech so still. <laughs> 4015. <clears throat> yeah, no, she got one, dog. And unfortunately, she got one and it's, it's fucked up because, motherfucker, I'm headed to my eighth job right now. I don't even got time to sit here and waste with you. And she paid me $40. <laughs> the 40 ball, what you would do for this 40 ball, nigga. I mean, I wasn't wasting her $40. Hey, man. You feel me? 
I knew when that nigga was on the ladder and she said, I'm trying to dance. <laughs> she ain't give a fuck about that fan, you nigga. Make music with your Dog. Mouth, and now I'm like, all right, do I need to go back to the episode? She was at dinner with them and see if she threw Charles a flirt or two? Because this is random. Oh, that's her. That's her, yeah. That's old girl from their dinner and shit, Miss Mabel. I'm like, bro, she also don't look old enough to be no Miss Mabel, but whatever, I'm going to let them get that off. You know, Mabel's at some age was all young. <laughs> I mean, at some point, Mabel's, Aretha's, Anita's, all of them was young, I guess. Um, if you was Charles. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually shocked he didn't stick around. Like, the nigga said, oh, I got to get up out of here. But, you know, black men don't cheat, so. Also a fact, man. But he seemed like a nigga in a, the way they was lining it up. But maybe they setting it up for later. His wife would cheat. Nigga, his wife probably is cheating. Nigga, Snoop about a, a word away from getting some pussy. Um, let's fast forward a little bit. Because Charles, I think the writing's on the wall with him fucking Miss Mabel, nigga. Or Miss Mabel gonna like suck the nigga dick or something and Lucille gonna catch him. He gonna fuck something. Suck a nigga dick or something. My nigga Miss Mabel says she wasn't able. Don't at the... <laughs> nigga Miss Mabel... Said she wasn't able. She gave me forty dollars and I put it on a cable. You feel me? <laughs> now we getting some bar bargain services. Did a like ghost and Angie fucked her on the table. Suck a nigga dick or something. <laughs> hey, it's happening, nigga. Anna J mixtape coming soon. Um Patreon exclusives. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. This shit with Terry and them beating up the uh the one nigga dog. I thought this shit was just too much, dog. No, beat that nigga the fuck up, man. I come over there, you 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 got all the niggas out here like y'all about to jump me all over because I wrote some shit on your like nigga. You know I'm a drug dealer. I'm gonna tell you why. I thought like it you was know too much. this is the actual streets here. Because this is really all Meech and B Mickey was supposed to do the dog. Find a creative way to get this nigga out. Jump this nigga, stomp him, throw him in the trunk, take him to K nine, bro. Y'all niggas was not supposed to be in no shootout in this nigga crib. Like, what is happening right now? So, who killed him? So, I couldn't tell. The angle was weird, right? It looked like Meat shot him. Because it looked like Meat shot him. But then it was like, the fucking nigga got shot dead in the back of the head. I'm like. I thought he got shot in the shoulder. Nigga, so I thought that too, till they showed the body. Yeah. I'm and like, they showing his hole in the back. And then he talked to B. Mickey like B. Mickey killed him. But then old girl was the only one behind me. <laughs> she was in the room. <laughs> it was weird, dog. Because I'm like, wait, did she shoot this nigga? It was very weird how they handled that scene, bro. It's not the cleanest shootout. I also don't understand why when y'all niggas broke his car window to draw him out, y'all didn't let him come investigate and have him. Y'all let this nigga come out and immediately up y'all shit. Like, y'all let him come out and be Mickey used to standing in the middle of the street with bro, a gun. No, nigga. You break the window and let him come see what happened to his car and then y'all whoop his ass storm in the trunk. These niggas broke the window. He came out and them niggas was like, yo. I, I broke the window. Let him come outside. Then I'm going to throw a cocktail in the house. Boom. So now you now can't, you can't, go can't back run and, in, nigga. Yeah. Now you can't leave. Yo, if they really wanted to set up some drama, they the do it that way first and time kill I threw K9 a bitch. Bomb, like, I. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> first yo. time I threw with a motherfucker, niggas yo. ain't go back in that house. I told the motherfucker I was going to hit that shit with a Molotov cocktail. 
and was dead serious with the threat, right? And they didn't know what a Molotov cocktail was. So they wasn't scared, dog. I ended up getting beat man, up. Nigga, we eat fruit cocktails all the time, my nigga. <laughs> no, I ended up getting beat up, dog. That shit didn't work, bro. That was a rough day on Six Mile, dog. I'm like, oh, y'all niggas never saw Bronx Tale? Okay, y'all ain't see the end. Y'all don't know what happened. Um, That was the worst fucking kidnapping plan in America. Also didn't need them long-ass scenes with Meech at his mama crib in Brightmore. And realizing she was his babysitter from back in the day, but now she a base head. This was also his uh, Franklin Saint moment. Yeah, yeah, because she hit that nigga with, what the fuck she say? Uh, oh, Meech, everything, everywhere, all at once. Whatever the fuck she said to that nigga to make him think like, wow, I am fucking the hood up. This is my fault. I didn't love it, dog. A little baby in there went and got on my hat. Went and got her little happy little shit. That baby ain't eight in days. Nigga, that baby ain't eight in three months, nigga. That baby ain't eight since your little girl was born at uh, Castro House. Bitch, cold hearted. Like, nigga, you got everything I told you to get? Yeah, because I'm going to still give her this rock, though. Because I need to know where the fuck dog at. Because I need to get to our... I, I need our plug. Shit. Come on, now. Um, Speaking of the plug, Detective Howard or Detective Bryant, not Howard, that's K, uh, Kanan. Detective Bryant came and got B. Mickey again. To take that nigga and show him the fucking shipping containers full of dead bodies. Yeah, that nigga came out there smoking, a, trying to smoke a blunt. I, I swear I thought he was in front of Tommy's barbershop, though. It did look like it, bro. I, it I did, did look like I it. I thought, yo, Tommy, you ain't No, that, that 100% looked like they was in front of Tommy's shop, dog. Shout out to Tommy. If you over off Dexter and Linwood, go get your hair cut by my nigga Tommy if you don't already, man. Um, Nigga, Detective Bryan says, yo, Detroit is the murder capital of the world, which it was at the time. Nigga, it's so many dead bodies from that shit you and Meech peddling. Look they like got to put them in there. these. That was So that was the ironic part that I noticed. Because that was a thing. That is what they were doing in fucking... We remember the videos, nigga. They was putting them dead bodies in ship containers in the back of trucks, all that shit, dog. Um, yo, did D. Scott drive a truck full of dead bodies somewhere? It mm. might have happened, dog. Is that why he cool fucking driving and potting? Because he know niggas die every day, B. Uh, driving and voice noting. And according official. to him, yeah, official. yeah. He'll take the misdemeanor, not the felon. I feel it. Um, So then Detective Brian, like, yo, Kato is in one of these motherfuckers. And I'm like, nigga, you just fucking with him. <laughs> she ain't no family. And then he gave him the fucking uh, oh, I mean, she the autopsy. A, she, a little, she got a little family. family. <laughs> you the daddy, nigga. Kato was pregnant. B. Mickey sick ass threw up immediately. Goddamn. Yo, Detective Brian a whole ass nigga, dog. Very much so. He like one of the worst whole ass niggas out, bro. Kill that nigga, dog. Kill him immediately, but we know they didn't. Because the nigga was there in 05 with the feds. In Still St. not Louis. really getting that one, but okay. In St. Louis. In St. Louis with the feds. Okay. Like, when you and Leslie? Okay, whatever, dog. But he told that nigga B. Mickey, A. I quit fucking with you like this if you just give me Meech, nigga. All you need to do is tell Meech you got a new plug, some medical grade shit. Is he really working with Detective Bryant? I feel like he was. So I feel like every time I think he working with him for real, he really do be working with him. But then when he bout to get at nigga some shit. But like the niggas, when he quote unquote gave up Meech the first time and Meech didn't show up. There weren't even 50 boys. Yeah, he gave up a whole nother motherfucking stash house. Like, you told him to go there, and that's where Meech was going to be. You didn't. And then it looked like he... I, I thought he was getting off on this 
on the uh, payphone to call Meech on his cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also thought, not only that, even though he, I don't know who he was calling, because he ain't never say nothing, did he? Before the shots rang off. Mm. So I thought he was calling Meech on the cell too to let him know, like, hey, nigga, don't follow me, bro. But then I'll be like, okay, he keep making sure Meech not set up. Like, even the stalling when he ain't pull off right away. Because he knew I had to do something. I can't get my man arrested. But it's like, nigga, why don't you just tell him, like, yo, this nigga got me by the fucking balls. He threatened my mom. He threatened me. He just told me Kato was pregnant when I killed her. Like, nigga, I got to do something, dog. Because right now, nigga, you're only, after this especially, Detective Bryant ain't going to let too much more slip, nigga, before he be like, all right, B. Mickey, dog. You out of here, bro. Because you ain't giving me what I want, nigga. And I want Meech. Want him bad. Real bad. He want that nigga. It's weird, dog. But anyway. So Meech, when he realized, hey, we fucked up the Kato hit. Or the, not the hit, but it wasn't supposed to be a hit. We fucked up the kidnapping of this nigga, Travis. Um, and went back to K-9, not Kato. Went back to K-9 with a dead body. K-9 was like, hey, nigga. I told y'all, bring him back to me alive. Nigga, I wanted to kill him myself. You ain't getting that weight. Nigga said, we found him with your bitch. Fucking dirty bitch. Fucking trick-ass bitch. That's what he called her. And he wasn't mad no more. Yo, you're not just about to be fucking my girl and I ain't mad. But y'all also killed the nigga before I could kill him. So how mad he's supposed to get, dog? So then he was like, y'all ain't getting that weight. So Meech was like, hey, call that medical grade nigga you know. Set up a meet. Be Mickey like, God damn, bro. Like, I really was trying to avoid this. I hope he could have did it. Um, yo, do you think Meech know this nigga talking? Because he keeps saying, like, oh, I got glad you. I got you. You my loyalist friend, nigga. Hey, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even know what loyalty means. I mean, I think so. He knew he knew what Kato, when he never said nothing about Kato. Never either. said a word. So maybe he waiting on B. Mickey to say, hey, nigga, Detective Brian on my head. Because, yo, guess what, nigga? I know Detective Brian. I know how he get, dog. I'm not shocked. But B. Mickey won't say a fucking word. He set up the meet. After Meech and Terry jump old boy, Terry go meet Lala with a whole ghost murder fit on. She just got abused, got a black eye. She trying not to look Terry in the face so he don't see it. Terry see the black eye. He start getting in the sucker mode. Yo, man. He's 17. What the fuck? He did that to you? I would cherish you. If you was with me, you would never have to worry about no sucker shit like that. When I'm alone in my room, I stare at the wall. In the back of my mind, I hear my daddy call. Terry, get the fuck down here. Did you fuck these tires up, boy? Telling me that I need a fleet essence. So I can cut her up. Dog, Lala is not only grooming this nigga, she's gaslighting this nigga emotions too. Cause she said, nigga, you scared the fuck out of me. I just got beat up. You just beat up somebody. I tongue kissed you, but now I gotta pull off. Lala, what you doing? What you doing? What you doing to this man, dog? Let him be fucking great. Child. Let him be childish, dog. And then she's also married. Like, Terry, you playing in a weird backyard right you now, bro. you married to an abusive drug, drug dealer, dealer in the game. And, Terry, you're right now an ex-drug dealing limo Uber driver. driver. Like, come on, bro. You better calm the fuck down. Because you needed help to beat up another Uber driver. I don't think you're ready to take on no fucking drug cartels yet. And then we see them niggas at the fucking Coney. They chilling. Terry. So listen. What's happening? The situation between 
the real life Lamar and uh, and Meech and Meech yeah happened when Lamar's brother and his nephew got murdered yep um, and shot and they were shooting at them and the nigga grabbed Meech and used Meech as a shield because he knew they wouldn't shoot at him somehow uh, he was saying Meech was using that. Um, as like a ba- a bagging a bargaining chip or to, to get some rep off him because the nephew and all them got killed or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So long story short, he walks up into the club. They in a club. Dude got on the fur. Yeah. Got the Uzi tucked, and meeting them, see him. I guess they had some words or whatever, and meeting whole crew. Them niggas left. Yep. They left, went to a Coney Island, right down the street from from his. Where they was at, yeah. And he rode by and seen them sitting in the car out there yep. partying. He's like, "Man, this little motherfucker won't leave me the fuck alone." I told a nigga to leave me the fuck alone. He pulled up on the side of Meech's car and let off a whole bunch of shots. Doop, 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 doop. He said Meech was underneath the 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 dashboard, damn near. He said he let off about eighteen. Uh, but he only got shot one time. Technically, I think I shot like in the neck or something yeah. like that. Um, but this scene, the setup was different. But yeah. this shit really happened. The the shooting between Layton and Meech in real life happened. The setup here was a little choppy, but it was a different reason why they was yeah yeah yeah. So instead of us being at the club, we just came back from beating up that white boy. So how they kind of led us here with Lamar. Throughout the episode, they keep showing Lamar, right? First, they showed him at the um, funeral home with Darnell Rawlings. He woke up. He stole the gators off one of the dead bodies because, hey, nigga, fuck, he gators need shoes for it. Yeah, stole his whole little lower half because what he need to shit for? Then he went to Zoe's school and saw her from afar. She saw him, too. But then when her mama came, the bus drove by. The nigga disappeared on some Marvel shit. Then he pulled up to Monique and Zoe's crib when they was playing games. And pulled up, left some fucking uh, Cadbury eggs in the door. Because apparently this like Monique's favorite candy or some shit. I don't know. You know, it was the best acronym. This, this, this scene was, was cashed out. No, cashed out killed. She, was she like, killed. When she was playing games with her daughter. And yeah. she was like. I yeah, mean, no, you cheated like, last time, yeah, nigga. Like, I, I 100% thought that no. she cheated last Look, time. Look. Like, uh, that's how you won because you, you definitely cheated last time. Cash Doll with the Bob is a different actress yeah. this season, nigga. She, yo, new baby Cash Doll is acting her ass off on BMF right now. I just want her to know. We see the vibe, nigga. Like, she really is acting, dog. You know what else she doing that Lala won't seem to do? She, she's not letting them super sex her up. Like, yeah, we saw the sex scene at the top. Cool. But one, she kept it classy titties went out. Two, she had way more lines in this one episode than I feel like she did all last season, nigga. Last season, every time we seen her, she was getting fucked. This time, she was like being a mom. Like, I liked them showing her and uh, Zoe having a little game night and shit. Yeah. But then... The doorbell ring or somebody knocks. She hears somebody pull off. She go to the door. It's some Cadbury eggs and the motherfucker. Oh, that whole that whole little thing where where Meech took answered the phone while he was looking for my man. Like, yeah, I told you to don't have her watching those scary movies. Yeah, because like, Meech like I know I killed this nigga. I seen it with my own eyes. But do you didn't see him die? You just seen you shoot him one time, and you didn't do like uh 
Raquel told Kanan and shoot the nigga two to the to the chest, one to the head, nigga. So you can know he did. So that nigga Lamar pulled up as oh. Well, we got the four of them, uh, B Mickey, Terry, Meech, and the homie that worked for BMF. The scene started out with him telling Meech, hey, confirm, nigga, I took that trip to Ohio you asked me about. Your cousin down there riding around in the new whip, nigga. And that nigga was like, oh, shit, niggas buying new cars after they got their work stole? I see what the fuck going on, nigga. Loyalty, all right. Family ain't family out here. Then Terry thanked Meech for helping him jump the white boy. Hey, nigga, I appreciate you helping me out taking that call. I ain't think you was going to do it. Nigga, we family. T ain't no shit like that. Nigga, Black Mafia family for life. Flinnery's for life. We out this motherfucker flinnerying up. And then, nigga, did you notice Terry got kind of weird when he went into Coney? Like, rewatch that scene. Terry behavior was odd. I watched it again. At first, I didn't. I thought, because he said, was everything cool with the drop? Yeah. And they said, yeah. At first, I, I thought, like, oh, you just trying to distance yourself from the drugs. But he was like, well, shit, I'm kind of hungry. I'm about to go in here and give me a couple of conies. Yeah. Because the first time, I was thinking, like, you know, he did dip off kind of. It was. It seemed awkward, but then when I rewatched it, my thoughts were maybe once they start talking about the work and, and dope dealing and shit, the nigga was just like, all right, I'm still not back in the game, and I don't want to get involved. Let me go in here and grab some food while these niggas talking this shit. Because I don't want to do all that. So while he in there getting fooled, the nigga Meech was like, hey, B. Mickey, you ready to go meet your man? Call him up. Tell him we on the way. This shit looked like B. Mickey set up Meech to get killed. Nigga, I didn't love it. Because like, that stop in front of the fucking thing and you never moved. Until and then came, you got out. Then, and then he came up and sprayed that bitch up. Come on, dog. B. Mickey, I don't like how this is making you look right now. Because if he didn't think he was working with the cops, now he's thinking you're working with Lamar, nigga. Come on now. And why all of a sudden, how the cops be here already? Nigga, so they sitting there. You know what I'm saying? But that's Yeah, yeah, if you meet, you're wondering how. Not just the cops, Detective Bryant got here this quick and his new partner. So right when Lamar pulled off, when the fuck did Lamar get a a drop-top Jeep, by the way? Nigga didn't have no doors on that motherfucker. When he do all this? Come on, bro. So he pulls up, and dog in the car with Meech was like, yo, ain't that that Lamar nigga? Doop, doop, doop. Lamar start busting. Meech gets hit. Detective Brian and his partner pull up on some speedy shit. I'm so mad at this shit, dog. Detective Brian was doing too much. Nigga. You act like he killed your son. Fam. This nigga literally just got shot, and you watched it. I don't give a fuck what the beef is, what the problem is. He just got shot, and you looked at him get shot. Nigga, help him, dog. Like, this ain't the time for you to be doing all the little OD extra shit that you doing, bro. Like, it's really not cool. So the nigga went out there, told this nigga, uh, Meech, he like, get on the ground. Nigga, he pushing Meech, pushing Terry, pushing B. Mickey. I'm like, bro, you don't see this nigga shot, bro? Like, am I missing the fucking, like... The urgency to get this nigga straight, like, no, nigga, you can't just throw this nigga to the ground with a bullet in him, and he ain't shot nobody, dog. So he was wilding, nigga. I'm not sure that I'd have moved. Fam. It's my brother. Terry sitting there like, out. nigga, what are you doing? He need an ambulance, dog. Thank God for his new partner. She got some sense. She walked up and said, Detective Brian, get in the, the fucking fuck, car, what nigga. What is you doing? doing? Yo, put them niggas in the car. We gonna get y'all Yo, we get y'all a fucking, uh, a, sh- uh, what they call that shit? Whatever. We'll give you that. We'll drive y'all to the hospital. We'll guide you there. Because, nigga, 
You fucking, we ain't got time to wait on no ambulance. He finna die. And you out here trying to arrest this nigga for getting shot. Make it make sense, little nigga. Thank God for her. Even though I still don't know why they showed us her burning her arm with the lighter in the car and shit. That was just weird. She a weird motherfucker. I don't like the self-harm. It's about to be something different with her. Yeah, it is. It is, for sure. Um, Because she troubled. And you could tell this episode, something going on in her mind. But anyway, Detective Brian and them helped him get fucking Meech to the hospital. We know he didn't die, but Terry in this scene, I did like, he like, yo, nigga, here we go again, dog. Every time I think shit cool, nigga, we right back, nigga. Last time, it was me with a bullet in me, dog. Now I'm looking at my brother in the fucking well, backseat. You feel as a parent when your kids out here selling drugs, both of them been shot. Like all Both could have died shit. easily when they got shot. Nigga, they, like, think about that. It never had to be a BMF for real, for real, the way we know them. If either one of these niggas, the bullet went a little further to the left, nigga, like, this shit could have really been over, dog. And that was episode three, man. Um, And that nigga ended it with, because no matter how hard you pray, the devil always comes. On Devil's Night for sure Man if they don't get the fuck out of here Trying to bring that shit back They ain't said the word Devil's Night in two hours nigga Yo man Episode 3 I felt was a little disjointed Probably more than the other two Um, It was kind of all over It was a lot happening this episode That I don't think needed to happen Uh, Unless it's it's connected Unless it's something If it's setting something up And they giving us We got 7 more episodes Hey Detroit shit If this was the The Underplay for the overlay, I'm with that. But to the point my man Dane made, yo, this episode was a little tubious for me. And more importantly, I need them to get this story moving, man. Cause um Kente said it, Dame said it, we said it. These niggas is looking like junior bosses right now. They not giving me street lords of the fucking street world. Lords. Coming to the city, man. Um they not giving me them vibes right now. That's not a bad ass song. We might run that next week for the intro. For the man. intro, that might. I mean, oh, oh for BMF, yeah. Street Lords. I don't even know how deep Fifty really went into some of these niggas, dog. Because Street Lords, shit. I I listen to Old Boy. Old Boy could lead this nigga. Roll with my niggas could lead. Like, come on, dog. Roll with my niggas, get high. Like with if my he wanted to give us some Detroit shit, come on, come on and roll with a nigga, dog. I don't know how fit, how deep Fifty thought about it, or if he already said, "Hey, me and Uncle Charlie about to fuck these niggas up real quick," because it was some Detroit songs out here that could have played, man. Anyway, dog. Um, hey, I don't know how we just broke that shit down for two hours, but God bless us, man. We really do this shit. Uh, to the Patreon. Signees, we will be back later in the week with that good mayor of Kingstown and that good Your Honor podcast. Um, and we're going to have this video uploaded to Patreon. Y'all might get that bitch first before the niggas get the BMF pod. Who knows how this going to work, nigga? We got content coming. Let us know what y'all thought about episode three. Let us know about this episode of the pod. Patreon listeners, more content coming later this week. Till then, I'm Ant, that's Jay, episode 282. We out.